0: This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. The number here, 855-450-FREE. That's toll-free, 1-855-450-3733. And it's brought to you by Seikl CAI. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian and Mark. And once again, 855-450-FREE. JJ is out tonight. Uh, Normally he's with us on Thursday nights because we're doing a little shuffling. Uh, Mark, you're going to start taking Friday nights off and so is going to step in and uh, sit in Friday nights with Allie, which you will be
1: fun. You know how I like to party. No, that's not why you're doing it, I no. don't think. No, I just, it just wasn't working out. Monday night's off.
0: So, eh, we're changing things up a little bit here. 855-450-FREE. Again, the number here, you can bring up what you want. That's the point. Uh, now, Mark, there was a story that we started last night that we barely scratched the surface on. It was the four-year-old who the police had been, uh, I guess, seeking for overdue library books, we can tell you more about that here in a moment. But first, to the phones and your thoughts. Let's go to TSA George in DC on the Amplines. Hey, George.
2: Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah, I'm um, listening to last, to last night's podcast. I just finished You guys were talk, talking about this um, founder of PayPal setting up uh, barges or something like that on the on, out to sea, and um, you were talk, Mark was talking about how they would get fresh water and.
0: Yeah, this Blue Seed Project, uh, Blue Co, where they'll be building some sort of barge slash ship slash whatever floating platform, uh, on which entrepreneurs will be invited to live from around the world, and uh, and then you know do their entrepreneurial thing. And it sounds pretty cool. But yeah, Mark said that uh, desalinization was a big big process.
2: Not- it's, it's, well, just about every cruise ship does it. That's how all the cruise ships get their fresh water. They just what they do is they take the seawater in, and then they boil it, and then the bo- boiled seawater naturally converts to steam, and then they condense it into fresh water. It's all like it's at least that's how I, what I was told when I was on my <sighs> last cruise uh, nine years ago.
0: Interesting. You know, Mark, you said you looked yeah. into this. I mean, you didn't hear about uh, hear that technology?
1: No, I hadn't.
0: There you go. That makes sense, right? Because how, how would they be able to truck in enough water for a cruise ship? But
1: you got to remember, when I'm looking into this, I'm looking at, uh, you know, essentially sustainable life on the the, the open seas. And, you know, it, creating enough heat to boil water uh, for an extended period of time isn't exactly a sustainable way of getting uh, fresh water.
2: True, but they could always use those little uh, miniature reactors. that oh, yeah. the Hyperion that was doing.
1: Yeah, they, they may very or well have they? enough energy to make that happen. Yeah, interesting.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to you know call in and clarify that for you guys. Right Thanks there. for sharing, that, get George. Back to work.
0: All right, man. Well, have fun out there. Appreciate the call. 855-450-FREE. You know, since he brought it up, I've got a related story here. And Mark, I think you had something similar. We'll get to the four-year-old here in a moment. But because we're talking about this idea of the entrepreneurs moving onto this platform, kind of uh, ship the freedom ship, if you will, blueseed.co is a website that we were talking about last night, where you can see some of these, I guess, uh, initial artist renderings of what it could look like.
1: They've got some great videos there that uh, anybody who's interested in this should watch.
0: So there, there there was a discussion that was tangentially related last night about, well, what if you were to renounce citizenship? Now, of course, I don't believe you have citizenship in the first place because to be a citizen means that you owe duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection. And we know that due to multiple Supreme Court cases, it's been made pretty clear that there is no obligation for them to protect you or an obligation for them to do anything for you whatsoever, so therefore there's no citizenship. But It's kind of
1: like they took serfdom and called it citizenship. So I could yeah. say, you know, grant you the ability to fly. You wouldn't actually be able to fly. I'd just call call it the ability to fly, and right. now what it burned. actually means is you pay me $100 a month.
0: So the question was, could they just make it so somebody is no longer able to come back? So, for instance, if you were to renounce your citizenship and go onto this freedom ship, that you would never be allowed to return to the United States, was your question. Could they do this? And, of course, they could, right? I was but pretty
1: it, sure that they could, yeah. It turns out,
0: according to you, they already have.
1: Yeah, they've got some rule uh, already, and the you know the Facebook guy's name here, that who has uh, renounced his uh, citizenship, uh, I guess his name is, what, what do, you, do you have it right there?
0: Eduardo Severin?
1: Severin, that's right. Uh, apparently, according to what, Section 1, 212, uh, 8 U.S.C. 1182, for those of you... With a little pencil and some paper, writing that down so that you can check it out later. Former citizens who renounce citizenship to avoid taxation. And that's the important part. It has to be to avoid taxation. And there's another part mm-hmm. that's uh, any anybody who was formerly of the United States, uh, an alien who was former citizen of the United States who officially renounces U.S. citizenship and who is determined by the Attorney General to have renounced their US citizenship for the purpose of avoiding taxation by the United States is excludable. So So who how okay you have to be big enough that the US Attorney General they care. cares.
0: So all you little people without billions of dollars or millions of dollars you're not that important to the but US if, government. But if you
1: go out on this Freedom Barge mm-hmm. uh, that Blue Seed is is putting together, they may very well just uh, you know take a look at all the US citizen former US citizens who are out there mm-hmm. and exclude them right off the bat. So it might very well
0: Uh, Eduardo, I've got a a related piece here. Eduardo Saverin's decision to leave the U.S. with his money but not citizenship has apparently touched a nerve in the Senate. Senators Chuck Schumer and Bob Casey held a press conference saying they were outlining legislation to prevent the Facebook co-founder from ever returning to the United States. Now, this is interesting that they're kind of duplicating what already exists. You said this was – was it U.S. Code where uh, where this – USC, yeah. Okay, so there's already – I guess – Code is – that's the laws, right? I mean, code is the, the statutes of, it's good enough, of right? the United States. Uh, and the these bureaucrats here, uh, to give you some idea of what they're saying, uh, he already has renounced his U- U.S. citizenship, by the way. And uh, Schumer called Severin's decision outrageous and labeled his tactics – a
1: scheme. Well, now let's not forget this uh, Schumer wants his hands on that $67 million that uh, Severin would get by Facebook's IPO. Mm-hmm. And I can see why this guy would, I mean, this is the equivalent of winning the lottery, this amount of money. Now, certainly he's going to win the lottery many times over, but, you know, why wouldn't he want to keep that amount of money? And if he wants to give it to good causes, then he can give it to good causes. Because we know that even if you're talking about feeding poor people, the U.S. government does do some of that that they're the most inefficient organization out there to do it. So if you right. really do want to feed poor people with your $67 million, the last people you would want to give it to is the United States government. And besides, if you do give your $67 million to the United States government, there's no guarantee that they're going to be feeding poor people next year. There's a much higher likely that the likelihood that they're going to be running around trying to kill people around the globe who will then, in turn, wish to kill you.
0: Well, he doesn't mention any of that as his justification for why uh, they want to create this legislation. Uh, he calls it outrageous, labels his tactics a scheme, as though what the U.S. federal government does isn't a scheme <laughs> to you know, to enrich themselves sure. at everyone else's cost. He goes on to spout off that uh, Sever- Severin has turned his back on the country that welcomed him and kept him safe, educated him, and helped him become a billionaire, <laughs> as though the U.S. government— Was in any way, shape, or form a factor on any of those things?
1: I don't know that that's entirely fair. We know that some governments are more conducive to people making money and some governments are less conducive all you have to do is take a look at the governments around the world i mean you wouldn't say that the united states you don't, government. wait a
0: minute you don't get to call at helping somebody when you leave them alone like if well, that's what they did was not mess with facebook in the beginning that doesn't mean that they helped him
1: well if there were 200 uh, 200 bullies um, in the on the playground and one bully kicked you in the chin less that bully might say he's your friend
0: Well, it doesn't matter what the bully says, their vision of reality is not accurate. There's their vision of reality, your vision of reality, and actual reality, right? So, no, the other 200 bullies, or if there's 200 bullies on the playground and 199 of them don't beat you up that day, they didn't help you out. They didn't do anything for you. Inaction is not the same as uh, as helping somebody. Right.
1: I mean, you could claim that if the United States government, with its with the the depth and breadth of its uh, reach all over around the world, you could claim that they're making they're making the world conducive to whatever kind of money making schemes it is that they uh, that that people will come up with. So, therefore, why doesn't the United States government just demand from the world's citizens uh, whatever amount of money it is they demand?
0: And really, you know. What's the big loss if you move out and cut ties with the U.S. Uh, government or whatever. If you do this, uh, dropping your citizenship thing, that still leaves you with 189 or however many other countries uh, in which you know political designations in which you could go and, uh, right. and visit. You
1: can, you can build a you can build a mansion in any one of these uh, you know lovely countries around the world, They'd and be happy to have you. <laughs> if you have a family or whatever, for 67 million dollars, you can fly a lot of people from here to there.
0: There's more coming up here, and by the way, video conferencing just gets better and better. So if you have to meet eat with people in the U.S., you can just do it online. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live.
4: of that same old government-free baklava from madrick how about trying stateless sweets government-free fudge and caramel stateless sweets are made with real ingredients and prepared fresh for delivery to your home order them as a gift a well-deserved decadent treat for yourself or catered for your next event go to statelesssweets.com that's statelesssweets.com
0: Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll free at 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 855 450 3733. I'm joining you tonight. It's Ian and Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the features there that they're giving to you for free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites. And freetalklive.com is a place you can go to do that. In fact, uh, there are different news updates, for instance, that you can get from us, like email, Twitter, Facebook. These are different ways for you to get the latest on what's going on with Free Talk Live. You can find that uh, over at news.freetalklive.com. That's where you can go and get signed up for that information. That's news.freetalklive.com. We're actually handling a few things on the Facebook page right now, trying to iron out some bugs. I guess we made the flip to a new hosting service for our archives And some people have been having uh, some difficulty with the podcast since then, so we're working that out, trying to figure out what the problems are. If you're having uh, trouble, you can always post on the Facebook page, and you can also post in the Free Talk Live BBS, where there's a specific forum, several forums, specifically for problems with the website. Uh, So please, let us know if there are issues, and uh, we'll definitely do our best to make sure they get ironed out.
1: If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. I've used it to set up a will. Um, You can do it for all kinds of legal documents, whether it's uh, patents, wills, living wills, uh, trust, trademarks, whatever it is you need to set up. Whatever common legal document you need, LegalZoom.com likely has it. Now, they're not attorneys, but they were set up by an attorney. And you can use uh, coupon code FTL to save $10 off your order. It's LegalZoom.com, coupon code FTL.
0: We've been discussing the idea of uh, citizenship. And of course, it's nonsense. Uh, and what happens when it's renounced is uh, apparently they'll punish you if you are wealthy by not allowing you to return to the United States. It's apparently a law that's already on the books, yet now two U.S. senators are proposing another law to be written specifically uh, to address this, even though, Mark, you already cited exactly which part of the code this is. And of
1: well, course, come on senators don't know what the are. of course not
0: how would they how would they know this is how would
1: anybody books? know i mean there are more laws in the in the united states than the an individual could leave, right. read in four lifetimes how could the lawmakers even know what the laws are
0: absolutely and and either way this is still a, a good opportunity for these politicians to stump and you know make themselves look like they you this is a poli- we are patriots and this man is throwing us down the well and shame us it's on not him. like
1: we pay our taxes and we'll hire illegal immigrants if we feel like it i mean you know all the things that they want to go after somebody for they've done
0: right yeah how many of these guys are hiding money from the from the US government So the story is over at uh, money.cnn.com where Schumer, two senators named Schumer and Casey uh, have come out with a press conference saying they are going to prevent the Facebook co-founder whose name is Eduardo Severin uh, from returning to the United States at any point saying that he has turned his back on the country that welcomed him and kept him safe, educated him and helped him become a billionaire. This is a great American success story gone horribly wrong. And of course, that's just nonsense. I mean, please, we already know the government is doesn't have any obligation to keep you safe. They I'll tell love you what the American success
1: story that is is that has gone wrong: Washington D.C. They
0: well, they're very successful. Mark, at stealing money, but they've from gone all kinds wrong. Of people, <laughs> when were they right? When was it right to steal money from people? I'm just because that's what they've always done. Uh, so no, uh, you, they didn't keep him safe. That's just a a story that the government tells you to make you think they're valuable, to make you believe that you somehow need them around. That if it weren't for the government, if it weren't for these men and women calling themselves the state, this monopoly on violence, that you would be just being gutted by vicious criminals at the moment you left your house. It's just nonsense.
1: I think that... Uh, some people who might otherwise commit a crime might be dissuaded from committing that crime in uh, because there are law enforcers out there running around. I mean, I think that the possibility of being caught and, quote unquote, justice being done to them is it does dissuade some of them
0: but that's not an what we're talking about here is the monopoly on violence not the idea that there might be people out there who could catch a criminal because there are always people out there who could catch a criminal even in the absence of the federal government First of all the federal government's not out there uh, you know patrolling the streets that's the local toss, government they guys. have
1: tossed a lot of money towards local governments in order to it's increase- money they
0: would have had before in the first place. So there's no excuse for the federal government to exist at all. If you want to give, you you know, give some points to somebody, give it to the local cops, because at least they're out there looking for real bad guys in some, uh, some instances. But either way, the money the federal government has, it has because it stole it from you first. Stole it from people like Eduardo and people like you. So, again, please. The idea that the government is protecting you is nonsense. Any protection that they provide is coincidental. Or because some local cop actually did care about protecting you, but not because they have any obligation to do so. They have none. Go look up No Obligation to Protect if you've never done it before and check out those court cases. It'll prove it to you. There's no obligation. So every time a politician starts spouting off about that, you know it's nonsense. So let's go on here. Severin and his representatives insist the Brazilian native did not renounce his citizenship for tax reasons, which of course they're going to do, right? Uh, because if, if he didn't renounce it for if, – if he renounced his citizenship for something other than tax reasons, then in theory he should be able to return. In a statement – to CNN on Thursday Severin said it was unfortunate that his choice had led to a debate based not on the facts but entirely on speculation and misinformation. He says, "I am obligated to and will pay hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes to the United States government. I have paid and will continue to pay any taxes due on everything I earned while a US citizen." Still, it seems likely the move will help Severin escape some of the hefty taxes he'd have to pay on his Facebook stake though it's not known exactly how much of the company that Severn currently owns. He owned 5% of their outstanding shares as recently as 2009. Uh, The Brazilian-born owner of uh, co-founder of Facebook became a U.S. citizen in 1998 and has been living in Singapore since 2009. But the U.S. requires its citizens to pay income tax no matter where they live.
1: Yeah, and this is, uh, by the way, this is, as as far as I know, the only country on the planet that says that you can live in another country— you can work in another country. You can make your money in another country. You can do all of these things outside of the United States, but we still own you so thoroughly that you need to pay income tax on the money that you make outside of the geographic area that we claim for ourselves. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Exactly what is Washington, D.C. doing for the Severin fella living in uh you know singapore
0: uh we're protecting you uh educating you and helping you become a billionaire no no that's what he said that
1: that's they what did. they did so if they well, did do that, they do that then they well if they did do that then they should have been paid for that at the time that that was being done
0: right well i think that really just shows it's nonsense right the idea is and
1: no that, other country does it
0: right that they're just it's just a criminal gang and they just do whatever they want Let's go to John, listening in Louisville. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
5: Uh, one thing uh, that I haven't heard you guys mention yet that I heard in a a, news, a newscast at like uh, the top of the hour was um, one of the parts they're trying another bill they're trying to introduce will will uh, deny you citizenship, you can- or deny you the request to revoke your citizenship if you cannot prove that you're doing it for tax-free, or that you're not doing it for
0: tax-free. Yeah, that's that's what this is about here, and we can tell you more if you want to stick with us. You can, John. Hang on. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. More details on uh, what scheme the U.S. government is up to to prevent you from leaving the farm. It's free talk.
1: Bardo Fest is a camping gathering at Bardo Farm, an off the grid, eco friendly farm in Croydon, New Hampshire. Attendees will enjoy live music performances, sustainability workshops, comedy, firearms education, terrific farm raised food, vendors, and camping under the stars. Treat yourself and relax at Bardo Fest, May 25th through the 28th. A full festival pass, including camping, is just $50. Go to bardoproject.com. B A R D O project.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Toll free number is 855-453. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. You can enjoy them on us over at freetalklive.com. The mobile site, m as in mobile, dot will take you there, where you can get quick access to our live streams, as well as the, uh, the software that you need, if you don't already have it, to access those streams. Go to m, as in mobile, freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Now, Mark, you and uh, the whole family are going to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. That's right. Uh, it's going All to be, three of us. It's going to be even uh, more of a family-oriented event this year, as I understand it. Last year, there was already a curricula. There have been curricula for families, but uh, it's going to be, I think, a little bit more prominent this time around. Did, did I
1: hear that right? Well, it's it's a family running it, so sure.
0: That helps, I suppose. And so that's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for people who are families, people who are single, people who are you know couples. Uh, it's going to be a, there's a lot to do. Everything from family events to uh, the big gay dance party, which I guess it's your question whether that's that's a family event or not is is up to you and your your family. I to didn't decide. see a
1: lot of families hanging out there.
0: Yeah, there <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And uh, there are going to be uh, musical performances. There are going to be uh, games to be played. There's lots of agorist food sales and other vending things that are being sold without government permission, and of course plenty of camp-style activities like campfires and stuff like that. It's an absolute blast. It's to most importantly to be around other people who love the ideas of freedom, people who understand what it means to be free. You'll, there will be hundreds of people who think like you there, if you're someone who thinks like that. And if you are, you owe it to yourself to see what this is all about. Go to Porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, Porkfest.com. Dot com where you can learn more you can get registered there for thirty five bucks for the entire week now of course camping is extra but it's just camping so it's not like it's going to run you an arm and a leg uh, go to porkfest p o r c f e s t dot com and we'll see you there because we're going to be broadcasting live all every single night of the porcupine freedom festival. Money.CNN.com reporting on a new piece of legislation that a couple of senators are going to introduce that seems to pretty much uh, mirror what already exists, because they probably have no idea what the law actually says, that will ban people from coming back to the United States if they leave for the purposes of tax avoidance, so-called. And John is with us in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, with uh, comments on this. Did wanted to make sure you had a chance to get your thoughts out, John. Sure.
5: Yeah, thanks. So the way that I understood uh, another part of this bill is they won't—they're—they're asking you to prove a negative. So if you go and say you want to renounce your citizenship, they'll say to you, "Prove that you're not doing this for tax reasons." That's right. And if you can't—if you can't prove it, they just won't let you leave.
0: Right. In the same way that in order to get your money back if the police steal it when you're driving somewhere, if they take twenty-two thousand dollars from you, for instance, you then have to prove to them that the money was not used uh, for drug purposes or some illicit purpose.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy
0: and and uh i appreciate you for letting me say that and i'll see you guys at Porkfest. hey cool uh, see you then john thanks for the call tonight
1: it's just more proof that everything that you have belongs to them right. i mean people don't want to look at it this way but as a surf you are bound to the land and that's how it was then. And that's how it is now. He just said, you can't leave. You can't even give up your citizen. What they want to do is you can't get up your citizenship unless you can prove that you're not leaving for tax purposes. But you
0: said they already did it. You said that this is already in the law.
1: Sort of. I mean, the the United States Attorney uh, General has to claim that that's the reason they have to believe that's that. So, the is case. this
0: going to change it to where the government will the, the, have now to? Now, the ma-
1: assumption is is that you are leaving for tax purposes, and, and you may prove, you may attempt to prove otherwise.
0: According to the to their news here, bureaucrat.
1: Uh, by the way, um, I think it was three times as many ga- people gave up their citizenship last year as did like a few years ago. I mean, people people, and I imagine wealthy ones are giving up their citizenship in droves.
0: The proposal says that if a wealthy American seeks to renounce their citizenship, it will be presumed they have done so for tax purposes unless the individual can convince the IRS otherwise. According to the bureaucrats,
1: those people are kind and understanding,
0: right? If the person is unable to convince the IRS, they'll be subject to thirty percent capital gains tax on future U.S. investments, no matter where they live. Furthermore, they will be not be allowed back. They will not be allowed back into the United States. Period. Schumer said they could not set foot in this country again.
1: It's a big planet. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> there are a lot of people that live very happy lives outside of the United States. I I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I was just watching... Uh, are you familiar with who Anthony Robbins is? Yeah, the uh, the, the speaker. Motivational speaker yeah. guy. Um, he doesn't like that terminology, but I don't know. Life coach, whatever. Uh, my wife was Self-improvement watching, coach. You know, watches the own channel a great deal, and uh, he was on there, and he lives in, like, Tahiti or Pago Pago or something mm-hmm. like that, like owns an island. If that guy never could return to the United States, I think Hope he'd we do. be okay.
0: Yeah, let's go to Artie listening in Maine uh, in Portland. Artie, you're on Free Talk Live at the end of Mark.
5: Oh, it's ironic talking about Savarin trying to get out of here. I'm going to talk about trying to get somebody into the country. All right. About two years ago I went to the Philippines to work. I met a girl and then the past couple years I've been working on ferry boats and they have foreign deli workers work there all the time so i'm trying to get her a job over here and for the last little oh, over six months we've been filling out forms paying all kinds of fees uh, i've had to fly her back and forth to manila to do these pointless uh talks and bring out you know just fill out some other forms what's a t- what's and, a ticket uh, cost it, uh it costs about $75 each way, and I've had to fly her a couple times.
1: From Manila to where? So,
5: uh,
0: Oh, she's in the Philippines still.
1: Right, but, okay, oh, I see. She's flying from somewhere in the Philippines to Manila. Yes. Okay, gotcha. And, so is she going to,
0: like, some U.S. So she, consulate there? It, that's exactly what she's doing. Got it. Got it. And so she
5: just did this, What she, they call it an interview, and it was less than five minutes, and what she did is she walked into the consulate's office, and they asked her three questions. What's your name? What was your job? And where are you going? to? What, what country and where are you going to work? And then they asked to hand over the paper, such as their visa forms and all that. And they took the forms, went to the back room, came back and said, OK, you've been denied. You haven't shown enough proof that you have ties to the Philippines. That'll keep you here. And so she's been denied access to America because she hasn't been she hasn't been able to prove that she will go back to the Philippines. And we had a heads up that um, this was a possibility. So we had grabbed some other documents, some forms to try to prove that she'd stick around. And after that, she asked if she could show them. And they just moved on to the next person didn't give her a chance to even prove that she was going to. Come back to the Philippines after her. Okay, so at this in point the in the
0: process, when she's been denied, you said you've already paid a bunch of fees. What? How much time have you guys invested in this, and how much money thus far?
5: This we've been working on this since about last October. Mm-hmm. Um, I honest, I haven't been counting the money because it's kind of depressing. Just, oh yeah. You know, every now and then have to sell her spend or hundreds of dollars just for these pointless fees and uh, the ability for, to have somebody actually look at the form. Right. And, um, but she's also losing money because she was accepted. She got her visa approved here in America, but she had to uh, pass the interview process. But she got approved here in America in April, and so she's losing money because she only has a nine-month stay here. So, so she's wait a minute, I'm confused. America,
0: Wait, wait, the U.S. government approved her, but it's the Philippine government that's not?
5: Well, this is the weird thing. So I went in and talked to the woman at, um, at the company who's in charge of hiring the foreign workers, and so the American government over here approved of her visa, but then when she went to go speak to the American consulate over in the Philippines, they denied her. So the American <laughs> government approved her over and here, her. but then they denied her over there. Wow. Ironically, and it, what's really
4: Take, static, take a
0: stab in the dark at the fees, though. I know you don't want to think about it, but just, just, just take a stab in the dark. A couple thousand?
5: I'd say, I'd say, yeah, over a
0: thousand so far. Over a thousand dollars so far, and they've denied you. Yeah. So in theory, <laughs> you have to $1, start $1, over
1: again to get some bureaucrat to walk into the back room and rubber stamp her uh, thing denied.
0: Right. So now that it's been denied, are you basically having to start from scratch again?
5: Well, right now the company has their lawyers fighting for this because a number of Filipinos. She's not the only Filipino to be denied, and um, so they're fighting to. Uh to talk to the lawyers and the American consulates to try and get them. So it's not a done deal. Marty, good luck with
0: but... your story, man, and, and thanks for sharing it tonight. P- please keep us in the loop with uh, with how it develops. appreciate your call at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Eventually, they're going to make it so restrictive here that no one's going to want to come here anymore. We're coming up Free Talk Live.
5: What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com.
0: Free Talk Live. Dial-in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoying the features there as you go. uh, because the whole site's free, if you like, you can support us, though, by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through the shopping links you'll see there. There's Amazon US, UK, Canada. Click in the right one for you. And then it's your regular Amazon shopping experience. You're just entering through our portal. So Amazon knows that we sent them the business, therefore they'll send us a cut of the profits. Uh, So get your shopping done and get the usual Amazon deals you're used to over at shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. And another way you can uh, help support Free Talk Live is by going to promote.freetalklive.com. There's all kinds of stuff there that uh, can help you promote this show. All right as we continue here uh, we will of course take your calls about anything and in other news I think we've pretty much wrapped up this uh, citizenship thing where they are threatening to if you are a wealthy person uh, they're threatening to make it so you can never return and that uh, you will have to prove to the IRS that you are not leaving you're not renouncing citizenship for tax purposes they will presume that you will that they will automatically presume that you are leaving for tax purposes so therefore you will have to prove to them somehow you'll do it, I don't know. You'll have to prove to them somehow that you aren't leaving for tax purposes. Otherwise, they're going to continue to charge you. I know
1: what you could do. You could tell them that you're not actually a citizen, and you could show them the definition of citizenship in uh, Black's uh, Law Dictionary, and then they'll just say, oh, you're right, and let you go.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I think people (laughs) should do. I think, uh, look, if you want me to obey your laws, then prove that I'm a citizen. Just go ahead and prove it.
1: You know, I mean... The they thing, have to
0: prove their case, right? I understood. To prove but, I'm a citizen.
1: I mean, there's this complicated thi- thing that they call citizenship. I get where you're coming from, that they break their own rules as far as what citizenship gets uh, is, and, and I get it. But, you, you know, I mean, it's nice to be able to come to the United States, especially if you're from the United States. Your friends are in the United States. Your high school, your reunions are in the United States. Mm-hmm. And your family's in the United States. And all this kind of... It's nice to be able to come here, so... Yeah, I mean, you could choose to renounce your citizenship right now and today. And then when you decided that you wanted to work in the United States or run a business in the United States or do any of these things that they don't think that a citizen should be able to do here, then they'll just kick you out. So, I mean, like there's a reality behind this whole thing, this serfdom that they call citizenship.
0: Either way, if they want me to follow their rules, then they have to prove that they apply to me. Besides the fact that uh, they've got men with guns in cages. I mean, ultimately, that's what it really breaks down to. That's why the rules apply, is because they're going to force you into their system, whether you like it or not. Indeed they will. Uh, But, you know, if they ever do come after me, that's what I plan on pointing out. Whoa, 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 wait, you say, oh, these taxes prove I'm a citizen. I know you might have me checking a box somewhere on some form many, many years ago that says I'm a citizen, but that was done out of fear. No, it wasn't because it was uh, was true it was done because I knew if I didn't check that box, I'd have men with guns come after well, me. It's proven
1: the the fact is that you can be a citizen all you can do your portion of being a citizen all you want.
0: That is, be a, a of allegiance to yeah, them.
1: You can be of allegiance to the United States government. However, they don't do their end of it, which is to, an obligation of protection Correct. for of you. And Therefore,
0: the contract's void, as though there actually was a contract
1: in the first place. Right, but I mean that's it's just it's just clear it's not what you've done whether you've checked a box in the past astronaut it's about what they haven't done what they said they were going to do and what they haven't done
0: so you're welcome to uh, take control of the airwaves here now mark there was a story that you got just barely like a line into the other night yesterday i think Uh, it was about a four-year-old and library books do you have that story
1: yep i've got it here from pittsburgh.cbslocal.com um from Freeport, the case of the four overdue library books and the little girl who borrowed them is closed, thanks in part to local police who were sent to investigate the case but
0: I, I she was tough to track down yeah,
1: four year old Caitlin Jmage Jamage I don't know books were uh, due back to the Freeport area Library on October the 19th, two thousand and eleven until Scott's law yep. They were still in her possession. Library officials said after several attempts to retrieve the books, the case was turned over to the police, who made a courtesy call to the child's home. I bet they were very courteous. It's a rare incident, but it does occur, said Donna Mitchell, president of the Freeport Area Library Board. After phone calls and letters to the family... Uh, Michael admitted she alerted authorities and put the problem in their hands. I did I did turn over the file to the police department, she said. The library receives no federal funding and relies on membership donations and a secondhand shop to survive. We're here to serve the community and we try to do it as best we can. And all we really want is to have our library materials returned. At a rate of 10 cents a day for each of the four books that were overdue, she had racked up a total of $81.60. <laughs> now,
0: you're not saying that uh, you know, libraries should be able to just let the books go out the door without any kind of consequence, are you?
1: I'm just saying that I don't think that the average person pays their property taxes with the expectation of some of it going to the police department, with the expectation that the police department is going to handle this.
0: That's where I think, yeah, I think you're right on that. Uh, obviously, it's, there's an agreement, right? You sign an agreement to become a member of the library, and part of the agreement is that you're going to return the books when they're supposed to be back, and that otherwise there's penalties for that. But the cost of enforcement is the big question mark here, right? So Jason Osborne uh, is one of the sponsors of this program. He runs SACL CAI. SACL CAI does collections. Would it really be worth turning over an $80 collections, you know, bill to a collections agency?
1: I don't think so. No,
0: it, it certainly wouldn't. I mean, how much money did the police have to spend sending an officer or two out to this uh, person's home, and what what and, sort of investigation did they do, and how much time and, and effort money was spent on this? Was it really worth it for the you know forty dollars worth of books or ten dollars worth of books that she had out?
1: Yeah, I think that you know, there's there's all kinds of problems here. Libraries don't operate like businesses do now this one there sounds, are private libraries there are but they generally don't operate like businesses do true. they're 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 doing something entirely different if it wasn't for homeless people and children under the age of 12 libraries wouldn't exist i don't know
0: if that's true There are a lot of library fans out there.
1: That's fine, but most of them uh, like the idea of libraries.
0: You're saying they wouldn't pony up for
1: it? I I would like to to know, I mean, what percentage of the audience, and obviously nobody can answer this question for me, but what percentage of the audience has been to a library in the last year?
0: I have, but not for for the purpose of getting a book.
1: Okay, what'd you go there There for? There was a meeting there. Okay. Um, And it was a political meeting, right?
0: No, it was actually a Cheshire TV board meeting. Okay. So, but there have been political meetings there, too.
1: Yeah, and, and the board meeting could have met at the Cheshire TV if they wanted they to. They could have, yeah. Okay.
0: And the political meetings could have happened
1: anywhere. But, but it's an important aspect of libraries that they do provide some meeting rooms to non-religious organizations throughout the, the town. Mm-hmm. But, you know, have you been to the library in the last year? And was it for uh, either A, to take a shower because you're homeless, or B, to, uh, you know, take, care, take your kid to the library? Because my son loves to go to the library. He thinks it's just the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my wife takes him on a pretty regular basis, no doubt about it. But and,
0: uh, well, would he love going to a bookstore as much as the library?
1: The, the bookstore in town closed down. Maybe well, the, because—
0: Well, the, the, the corporate bookstore did, but there's still an independent bookstore.
1: They don't have the uh, same kind of children's atmosphere that the right. corporate one did. Gotcha. Um, so you know, I don't. So
0: like, he loves going to the bookstore because there's like some what kid stuff there that with which he can interact. Some little games. There's or all something. kinds
1: of things at the library. They've got puzzles and yeah. books and and everything that you can imagine gotcha. over there. They've got doll houses and all kinds of things to do, to do at the library. But uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't know if a library is a viable thing or not. I think that a lot of people want to be able to lend their books or whatever. Well, if private
0: libraries exist, then they must be viable,
1: right? They, they usually exist on foundations.
0: Okay. Well, whatever the reason is that they exist, obviously, usually there's big donors. Look, I'm not saying donors. that you can't
1: open a library. Go open whatever library you want, but don't yeah. expect me to pay for it. That's what I'm saying. Look, if, right. if I, I'm willing to pay. If my four-year-old wants to go to the library, I'm willing to pay for the like library experience yeah. if... It's worth it in comparison to the other places that he might go and learn things. Right. But – I don't think that the average individual who does not use the library, the 99% of your town who doesn't use the library It's got to
0: be way down. I
6: mean, because of the, the internet. Should have to pay
1: for it. It has and to be. secondly, if the library has a problem with getting overdue books and can't handle spoilage or uh, loss in the same way that other businesses can handle it, they should come up with another system besides sending law enforcement to people's houses to collect from four-year-olds. Like, right. if, if it was worth sending a police officer to do this, wasn't it worth Sending a librarian.
0: Well, they already said that they uh, they'd spent you know amount of certain amount of time and phone calls trying to make phone get calls spec, and letters. And,
1: yeah, sure. They had phone so calls. So how much money did
0: they spend trying to get these books back? And maybe it would be one of those things, like you're saying. You know, like a lot of businesses have a loss, a percentage of shrinkage that they expect to happen every single year. Therefore, they have to raise prices and a little bit in order sure. to uh, in order to compensate for all that. And I'm not saying, you know, don't call. I'm not saying don't go after them and, and find these people. But obviously, if they come back in the library, then you don't let them rent any other books out. Oh, well, hey, wait. You've still got these books rented
1: out. You can't rent anything else out. Or you can pay us this much for these books. There you go.
0: 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. And, yeah, does anybody actually go to the library who doesn't have kids? It's Free Talk Live. In you
7: know, every.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Go ahead, control the content of the site. You can vote on the different things you'll see there. When you go to freetalklive.com, you see a number of items. They're numbered as they go down the page. The numbers are the number of votes, positive votes uh, that they have received. They can also receive negative votes. And the most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site. And you can actually control the site by voting, but also by submitting content to it. So when you find something online, you can submit it as show prep. And then others can vote on it, and then, again, the most voted, make it to the front page and the top of the site. Still to come here tonight, uh, big news about marijuana. It's it's in the news again, because, well, turns out it's basically a miracle drug. Uh, We'll give you some more details on what it can help people with. Uh, But first, we go to your phone calls, your thoughts. Brandon, listening in L.A. Brandon, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
5: Hey, what's up?
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
5: Uh, I was just calling. You you said nobody uh, uses the libraries anymore well uh, i don't know about I, n- I use the nobody. library
1: What's that i don't know about nobody i you know trying to say that uh, people generally people that are using the libraries are uh, you know young fa- families with young children and uh, homeless folks and that i don't think that they would survive in a marketplace without uh, you know without some kind of extreme benefactors. charitable uh, benefactors or tax funding
5: yeah definitely i've actually i've tried to think of a of a private way because i don't i don't think it's fair that Everybody that doesn't use the library is paying for me to go to use the library, but I use it all the time, and it's actually one of the most efficient things that I think the government runs, surprisingly. Oh, and I would what?
0: agree with you. What is it that you use it for?
5: Uh, I, I, I mean, I read a ton. I read a lot of plays, a lot of books, and uh, I mean, I, I couldn't afford the amount that I read right now,
1: mm-hmm.
5: so it just makes it easy to just go on, on our what, the, the website and just put stuff I want to read on hold and then go pick it up at the closest library to me.
1: How close is, is the closest library uh, Mile. He's in LA. So yeah, I mean I'm just yeah,
5: there's like there's like fifty branches, so I can just go pick whatever I want to read from any branch and they just deliver it within usually five days and I go pick it up. But uh so
1: there you go, Mark. Yeah, you know, I, hey, I'm not saying that you there found isn't the one guy. I didn't. I, I, there's oh, other people God. that are listening. There's no doubt that yeah. there are other people that are listening. My claim is, and it's it's relatively simple, and few people would refute it, is that these things wouldn't exist, certainly not in the scope that they exist now. A lot of people have books that they want other people to to use and read and that kind of thing. And my town has this little thing where they have a bookshelf in the town hall, and you can go pick out a book anytime you want it. No, you're not checking it out. You're not writing anything down. You're taking. You could go and take every single book off this shelf if that's (laughs) what you wanted to do. But people don't want these books badly enough. That's why they're there. They want to be able to trade them back and forth and Mm. do whatever. And then people put put other books up there. I've put books up there for that purpose. Mm. And I've never. Yeah, I did. I took one down one time. Um, I only got halfway through it. I didn't like it. But whatever. I sent it. I gave it back and then put others up there. So I think that libraries would exist in that way, and then maybe somebody would uh, you know pay to have these things happen, uh, you know these, these things occur. But I just I, I I don't know. I think that they're 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 from a bygone era.
0: I tend to agree with that, I, and I imagine the numbers have dropped off a cliff uh, ever since the creation of the Internet. Because it used to be that if you wanted to do research, for instance, sure. you had to go to the library. Uh, that's just not the case anymore. In fact, if you want to do effective research, I imagine it's, it's far more effective to stay away from the library you can and You check out their online.
1: Encyclopedia Britannica is from yeah. 1983. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, uh, Brandon, good to oh, yeah. know, though, you still find it useful. Well, I would, never, I would never spend a lot of time in the library. Like you
5: said, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, kind of a creepy place. I'm in and out.
0: <laughs> it's creepy?
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, like you said, the uh, the normal customers of the library. I'm not going to hang see. around with them.
0: Very good. Hey, Brandon, but, uh, thanks for the call tonight, man. Anything else you want to comment on?
5: Uh, well, did you, do you have any comment on how, how do the authors get returns from books that are uh, checked out of the library? That's another concern of mine. I, I never feel like the authors that I read, I, I try to buy the books as sure. my favorites, but then I, I always feel like... Does the government reimburse the other authors, or any, like, is there a running tally of how many times a book? No, gets I don't think so. Like, no,
0: nope. nope. I, I would imagine that it's the same model as uh, the freemium model, in that uh, you know, for instance, or that that like, if you were to download something off off the internet, uh, that brand new album or movie that ultimately a lot of people who see movies and listen to albums that way will go ahead and buy the product. So I imagine that's one of the reasons why authors like seeing their books in, in a library, because it, it allows people yeah. to get the As a the matter taste. of
1: fact, now that you mention it, libraries are, libraries are a great example of why uh, you know the the whole uh, thing about authors not getting paid on their work, the, the, the you know people downloading things off the internet and stuff like that. The, the big argument is authors don't get paid. Well, yeah? Well, what about libraries, where they buy yeah. one- copy and then a hundred people a year read it
0: exactly uh yeah. thanks brandon for the call tonight appreciate it at 855-450-FREE so that's a perfect example of how for years before the existence of the internet authors were able to make a fine living doing writing even with the existence of libraries out
1: there renting out their books sure. sharing so. their work right. and that's what all it's about
0: exactly 855-450-FREE Crichton is listening in Louisville you're on free talk live Crichton
8: Hey guys, doing tonight. Hey, great. What's on your mind? Well, I want to talk about libraries and talk about Uh, the guys were discussing how uh, you don't think they would exist.
1: Uh, I don't. In the
8: modern world, post internet. Um and and the thing about libraries in the United States is that they're they're interesting how they originally came to be. You know, if you guys discussed this part or not, I don't I missed the beginning. Uh but libraries the first library, of course, was the Library of Congress, uh, which was established within the Constitution itself. And the irony of that is, is that it was using—they were using one social leaning program to balance it against another one, which was the uh, copyright uh, term. Also, uh,
0: wait a minute—are you saying libraries didn't exist before the Library of Congress?
8: They did exist, but they were not public in the same way. Uh, the Library of Congress was established deliberately as a national archive mm-hmm. of copyrighted material, uh, with the um, with the idea that it, it would become um, a, cultural, a cultural store. But the New York, uh, the city of New York, was actually established the first public library where anybody could walk in and read these uh, copyrighted items, and The uh, public, the 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 fair use laws, both then and now, basically say that it's fair for someone who can't afford it to read it in that those contexts if it's uh, if it's a properly purchased copy of the book, uh, despite the fact that they're under they're under copyright at the time, and that's true to this day. That's the whole premise behind a, a public library, and and I and. The, the The irony of that is is that they needed that in order to contradict the negative effects of copyright law hmm. which they were aware of uh, and if they not didn't have the copyright law, they wouldn't have needed the the public library the, the laws that supported the public library
1: and Harry uh, Brown also, used but, to say uh that the government will break your leg and then hand you a crutch yeah. now this is a great <laughs> example of exactly the, them doing just exactly that.
8: But but, but yeah, yes, but prior to the, to the rise of the internet, the public libraries were functional as a minimalist form of education that was if you got no other form of education, you could go to the public library and just read and educate yourself. And many people before uh, you know the public uh, educational laws that required people to show up, to, to take their children to, to public institutions, educated their children in exactly this way um, but I don't agree that public libraries would necessarily not exist I don't think they would they would be private libraries obviously but Netflix is a perfect example of a modern private library where people pay a membership fee to participate in the sharing of copyrighted material
1: yeah I guess you're right you know and and I did point out that there would be sort of these uh, impromptu libraries uh, all over the place because people want to share books. I think it's just difficult to, uh, you know, to put this bricks-and-mortar building down, fill it with books that people are going to want, and then expect that that's going to happen. But people who use libraries properly who will give it a week for the book that they, who have a week to wait for the book that they want, can get it on interlibrary loan and that kind of stuff.
0: Creighton, thanks for the call and the info. Appreciate hearing from you. 855 free That's the SACL, CAI toll free. Well, I mean, whether or not it's doable would be up to the market to decide, right? I mean, we're all speculating as to how many libraries there would be and how large they'd be. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
8: Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear?
0: This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. You can bring up anything you want, one 855 450 Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you will find there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Uh, we do have our bulletin board system where you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com.
1: Many companies, as they grow, lose their passion and their mandate. Not so with O'Neill Coffee. The third-generation family-owned business still roasts each batch with the finest beans and the utmost care. They have more than forty varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees. My favorite happens to be the French roast decaf, but you can find what it is that you want over there. If you like those uh, those flavored coffees, they've got it. If you want the gourmet flavors from around the world, they've got those too. They come in uh, twelve ounce sealed bags, and they're shipped to you so that you know as fast as they can be, so that they're they're nice and fresh when you get them and to prove to the free talk live audience their commitment to freedom and making great coffee they're offering a free mug and free shipping on orders of $75 or more you can you know you can get your coffee habit fulfilled with really great coffee and you can support free talk live and support one of our advertisers at coffee.freetalklive.com it's coffee.freetalklive.com
0: uh, still to come information about marijuana more news about the health benefits uh, for some people, that marijuana could provide, especially sick people. The story's coming from com. that is, the Indianapolis Star. Smoking marijuana can relieve muscle tightness, spasticity, that is, contractions, and pain often experienced by those with multiple sclerosis, according to research from the University of California.
1: Now, we've known that uh, marijuana was uh, helpful people with MS before, right? There has been,
0: uh, yes, people with MS out in California have been able to get uh, prescriptions for marijuana, but this is a a new study that shows just how helpful that it is. Uh, We already, of course, know that uh, marijuana has been shown to actually have cancer-fighting properties, that uh, the human body has THC receptors, uh, cannabinoid receptors, where essentially your brain is designed to receive the active ingredient in marijuana. And there's all kinds of, of course, examples of uh, folks with AIDS or, uh, for instance, uh, cancer that are taking nasty medications that upset their stomachs. Well, this helps them keep their pills down because it re- reduces nausea. So there's plenty of uh, examples. I know I've left some out of how the, uh, the myriad of benefits this plant can provide people. The findings have been pu- published in the Canadian Medical Association Journal, including a controlled trial with 30 participants – to understand whether inhaled cannabis would help complicated cases where existing pharmaceuticals are ineffective or trigger adverse side effects. MS is an unpredictable, often disabling disease of the central nervous system, which is made up of the brain and spinal cord. The disease attacks the myelin, which is the protective covering wrapped around the nerves of the central nervous system, and among other symptoms, can cause loss of balance, impaired speech, extreme fatigue, double vision, and paralysis. The average age of the research participants was 50 years, with 63% of the study being female. More than half the participants needed walking aids and 20% used wheelchairs. Rather than relying on self-reporting by patients regarding their muscle spasticity, a subjective measure, health professionals rated each patient's joints on the modified Ashworth scale, a common objective tool to evaluate intensity of muscle tone. The researchers found that the individuals in the group that smoked cannabis experienced an almost one-third decrease on the Ashworth scale, 2.74 points from a baseline score of nine. Not that I know
1: anything about the old Ashworth scale here, but I mean, one-third decrease sounds good if you you don't have... Problems with your muscles.
0: 33% is not a statistically insignificant number. No, it's a big number. Uh, Now, they say here that spasticity improved, therefore, compared to the placebo group. As well, pain scores decreased by about 50%. So, that's another pretty significant statistic there. We saw a beneficial effect of smoked cannabis on treatment-resistant spasticity and pain associated with multiple sclerosis among our patients. So, remember... These are people who have tried the other methods. They've tried the allopathic solutions, the standard medicine solutions to getting relief from this issue. That's why they're saying it's uh, it's resist their uh, treatment-resistant spasticity. So, like, the worst kind. Like, this is not being helped by anything else. They bring these guys in, give them marijuana, and they have tremendous, noticeable change. According to Dr. Corey, Jody Corey Bloom of the university's Department of Neuroscience, she says that uh, researchers found that although generally well tolerated, the cannabis had the expected short-term but acute cognitive effects. Corey Bloom says... <laughs> got stone. Got stone. Corey Bloom says larger long-term studies are needed to confirm findings and determine lower doses can result, if whether lower doses can result in beneficial effects with less cognitive impact. The Multiple Sclerosis Society of Canada says Canadians have one of the highest rates of the disease in the world. It's the most common Why? neurological disease affecting young adults in this country, and every day three more people in Canada are diagnosed with MS. I'm sorry, that was the Toronto Star. It must have been the Toronto Star. I think. <laughs> yeah. Different. in. Uh, I thought there was a star in Indianapolis. Okay. Is there a star in Indianapolis? I, I don't like know. Anyway, so there you have it. Uh, marijuana helping out people with multiple sc- multiple sclerosis. And you've got the numbers to back up uh, the information. Let's go to Kurt in Los Angeles. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
3: Hi, how you guys doing? Great. What's
0: on your mind tonight, Kurt?
3: Um, well, I'm going to be quick. I'm actually at work right now, so I'll be fast. Um, a little while ago, you guys had mentioned SOPA and PIPA that's, and
0: so, how yeah.
3: Every, yeah. Um, I was just wondering, I've also only started listening to your guys' show for the very first time about two hours ago. Oh, um, wow. If, if you guys, do you know what Cispa is? Sure. yes. Yeah, okay. All right. And, uh, just kind recently passed through the U.S. House of Representatives. I was,
0: Yeah, we talked about CISPA in detail uh, a little while back. It's not
1: the same. A couple weeks ago?
0: Yeah, probably a few weeks back at this point. But uh, it's not the same exact thing as SOPA, but it's kind of in the same uh, ballpark. More control, uh, more ability for them to, you know, just destroy your freedom on the internet.
3: All right, yeah. I just, once again, I'm not, I I don't really know a whole lot about what's going on. I just wanted to throw that. So was the first uh, episode
0: you heard of Free Talk Live the one about SOPA?
3: Uh, well, the first, it was just a couple minutes ago when you guys were talking about Blue Seed, and then you were bringing up the possibility. I think he's here of-
1: yesterday's show, because I remember I mentioned oh. uh, pippa uh, last night. Oh, oh okay.
0: okay. Got it.
1: <laughs> now you know. How uh, well, did you find us, Kurt? Just curious.
0: Uh, online, I just
3: looked up uh, Libertarian Radio, and um, this was one of the first
1: things that popped up. Well, we a minute, buddy. So-
0: Good good. Yeah, <laughs> good luck finding anything else uh, out there. Actually, there's plenty of other liberty-oriented shows. There's
1: a lot of other ones.
0: You can go to lrn.fm and you'll find a number of them
1: yeah. there. There's probably uh, it's all kinds of different shows for you to enjoy over at lrn.fm.
0: Hey, Kurt, thanks for the call. Don't hesitate to call again and uh, have fun at work tonight. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line.
1: But when you're talking about... Radio, radio shows, Free Talk Live's pretty much it out there. I mean, certainly Walter Williams is pretty, pretty Walter good. Walter
0: Williams? Oh, oh, he fills in for Rush.
1: And he's on, uh, I think he's in San Diego on a regular basis. Really? I think so. Hmm. I did know that. It used to be. Um, Jerry Doyle's supposed to be pretty good. Is he a
0: libertarian? He be- Please. Well, he's,
1: he's not by your standards of what a libertarian is, which I don't even know if I qualify. Well,
0: there used to be standards. Now, apparently there aren't I, anymore. 855-453. This, this
1: conservative thing you've got. Oh, I remember in the early 70s when libertarians <laughs> loved freedom. Bullcrap. There have been libertarians that have been mainline and uh, radical all through the ages.
0: Words have meaning, Mark. Or at mm-hmm. least they they should. 855 450 free. Say to the free
1: line.
0: Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live, you can bring up whatever you want, 855-453, that's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com, here with you tonight. It's Ian. And Mark. And of course, you can bring up whatever you want, that's the point of the program. also want to let you know about planeboards.com. They offer free-to-use anonymous message boards to anyone who wants one. So maybe you run a website or you've got a blog, and or or maybe you just want to have your own message board. You don't you don't have to have your own website to have your own message board. Uh, you can go to plainboards.com and you start You don't have one. to have
1: your own website to have your own message board?
0: No, you could just go and create a message board and then tell people to go there if you wanted to.
1: Just Wow. So they'll host the message board, too?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Was that not clear? You I don't have to install anything. You don't have to identify yourself. You don't have to log in you can just go there and type in the name of the board that you want and it's it's there it's yours it's created for you hmm. there on plainboards.com they host it uh, they take care of it you just create it
1: so you could buy a web web domain uh, you could go to you know hostgator.com and use coupon code FTL, I imagine which is probably still good and purchase uh, some kind of web domain ianisadouche.com, and you know start a, uh, a you know you could start your own message board there talking about all the things that Ian's done that uh, are douchey. Is you right?
0: totally could if that's what you wanted to you could go to plainboards.com right now and create your own board in seconds that's plainboards p l a i n plainboards.com So 855-450-FREE is the number for you to bring up what you want. Now, that's a pretty controversial subject I'm going to bring up here, Mark. It has to do with property rights. And I have to say, I'd be pretty upset if I were living in Savannah, Georgia. According to WSAV.com, you see it pretty much all over the city. Cars parked every which way on people's yards. It's a problem for years that city councilman Tony Thomas says is a major eyesore. Thomas says it's a, val- it's a quality of life issue if
1: you live on... <laughs> I have to drive down these streets and look at people's cars parked this way and that on their lawns.
0: It's a quality of life issue if you live on either side of this house. It affects your quality of life, your property values, and basically your well-being. Really? It affects your well-being where on their property your neighbors park their car? Oh my I just don't know how much longer I can take this car being parked on the the grass it's just so terrible.
1: Well I think that if you if somebody has a junk car that hasn't moved yeah it it will become a place for rodents and that sort of thing to congregate. So I think there's an argument to be had. <laughs> sure. I mean yes rats will live in a car. <laughs> What are you laughing at? Is, is, that, is that what the absence of a comeback is? I
0: don't know if we're talking about junk cars in every situation here, Mark. We're talking about cars being parked in someone's yard. Look, I see what you're saying. If it's like a husk of a car, sure. But otherwise, rats aren't going to be able to get inside a car if the doors are closed. I mean, they they can r- get
1: in the engine compartment and live up underneath. They don't need, they don't need, they don't need the same accommodations you and I yeah. do. They yeah, don't have I, to be able to shut the door.
0: Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I don't know uh, how many of them could live in an engine. I mean, would wouldn't it how have to be a husk of a car
1: in order for that to happen? It just doesn't seem. I yes, know, I they guess could I live know. in any car that is parked for a period of time. Got it.
0: Well, either way, I don't see how that affects your. Uh, I don't. I don't see how that affects your well-being.
1: Having. Rats?
0: Rats are going to find somewhere to live, right? Like, they're going to live up in a tree. They're going to live wherever they're going to live.
1: Well, I don't know. <laughs> they're going to live where they're they're able to. Look, yeah. I had a, a wood pile that had some rodents living in it one time. and So, uh, should you not have neighbor, wood on your the property? The neighbor and I determined that this was a, a problem, and I picked that wood pile up, got rid of it, and you know got it out of there. Don't you have wood on your property now? Look... My neighbors don't live anywhere near my house, and but what wait a minute! I, I thought we were talking you, about a quality
0: of life issue. I've here.
1: got rodents on my property. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I can assure you, I do.
0: <laughs> well, you've got eleven acres, but uh, my, I've my... got
1: ones that'll chew a tree down and block a creek.
0: My point <laughs> being, if this is an issue, if, if what you're saying is that rodents being around is uh, affecting your quality of life, if you're if then... you're
1: living in a, a sort of you know sort of city lot kind of situation, yeah, mm-hmm. having rats around is a real pain.
0: I generally would not want rats around my house either. But I remember there was a situation when I lived in Florida. There were rats living in the damn tree out front.
1: You know, I mean, the fact is people want... Uh, people are going to want better and uh, you know better neighborhoods and they're going to want to control their neighbors. How they go about that is going to be a different story. My question to you is this if this uh, Liberty barge that uh, Peter Thiel has you know says that you're not keeping your little lot clean, whatever that might be, whatever mm-hmm. area you need to, to keep clean of the common area, are you going to scream tyranny!
0: <laughs> well, no, because you would have consented. You would have gone into that right. with an agreement. Well, you know, and, and we're talking about a government-run uh, area where no one has consented. Everybody is forced to live under these uh, home restrictions. And to
1: some extent, that's true, and some it's, it's not. I mean, here in, in you know Keene, New Hampshire, I'll grant you that they didn't come about the land in the way that you and I would consider to be the uh, the, the 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 most optimal way. However, if you don't like having uh, you know the problems dealing with their their city code and that kind of thing you can move a couple of miles to another town and not have to deal with those problems
0: well i don't like running away from uh from my problems yes, but and would i didn't you be sign running away from
1: those problems on a piece of property that's i mean oh, we're i didn't sign about- an
0: agreement with the city of Keene. i signed a say a buyer a, you know a sale agreement with the person who used to own this house I didn't. I didn't. The city of Keene was not a party to my contract. Yes, country. but
1: if if one of these uh, places, wherever it might be, that this liberty, little chunks of land, say that you agree to abide by all the rules that we come up with, and those rules will be come up with based on a representative democracy format.
0: I don't know if I would agree to live in a place like that.
1: That. that, that I'm just saying there's competition in this area. You do get to choose which municipality you live in. And there are a lot of municipalities in the United States. Thousands, maybe tens of thousands of municipalities. I doubt we're up to hundreds of thousands, but I'll bet you that's at least tens of thousands of municipalities. And I mean, it's and in fact, most of these. Rules so that means exist. it's OK
0: to ban people from having cars in their yard?
1: Look, I think that because that's what
0: we're talking about here is people being able to control their property. I, it's not It's not okay to justify this by saying, well, there's a place you can go that doesn't have this rule. Well, what if I don't want to go there? What if I like living in Savannah, Georgia? What if I like the you know being on the water down uh, down in Georgia, the uh, the location of that particular piece of property? What if I appreciate my neighbors and the people that are down in Savannah? What if I don't want to go to wherever the you know, hick town is that's uh, somewhere south or, or west of there? What
1: if I don't like your junky lawn next door to me? Go move in a deed restriction. That's right. I've got to move. Huh? Yeah. Like, you should be able to have junk crap all over your lawn, <laughs> decorate it with toilets or whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, I've got to move.
0: I've seen flower pots, uh, the toilets being made into flower pots. It's very funny. The,
1: I, I, I just, you know, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me whether you have toilets out in your yard or whatever. It doesn't?
0: Well, good. Then stop getting so but upset But I can about tell
1: it. you that there are Look, I lived next door to somebody whose uh, property was not maintained in a fashion that was uh, acceptable to me. They had... Uh, you know, the four parking spaces in their driveway mm. were full of junk cars. They had one running car. Three of them were junkers. Then they had, uh, you know, they had actually blown up their plumbing and were coming over to my house to get five-gallon of, buckets of water to <laughs> wash themselves with. The, the, the uh, sewage still worked, but, they, the, you know, they had no water. Some I people mean, they were like actually to... camping in the house. When they sold the place, I guess they had to uh, take the, the carpet out and set it on fire. I mean, it looked like the lawn. It was so dirty and disgusting. That's horrible. So, yeah. I mean, what do you do about instances like that?
0: Well, I mean, what did you do about it?
1: I paid them a couple of hundred bucks to clean up the junk cars and get them out of there so that I could sell the property at a better rate. Sell your my, property. And sell my house at a better rate. And I got the heck away from those people.
0: Well, there you go. There's your solution. That's
1: right. I turned those people over to somebody else. That's the best solution you've got.
0: Those people are going to be who they're going to be man. If you don't like that stuff, don't take the risk of living in a non-deed restricted neighborhood. You never know who your neighbor's going to end up being.
1: Now, I think that I,
0: I for I, one am worth I'm going to take the risk cuz I, I don't think municipalities
1: care. are too large of areas to decide these things, but I do think that we need smaller areas Great. to be able to make these decisions. I think that's fine. If you but can you're get to have an a very difficult time turning current municipalities into deed restricted communities.
0: If you can find 100% of the people to agree on a set of rules, then you've got your little your little neighborhood that you want to have. you can get. got you can create your deed restrictions and go off and have fun de- determining how high people's plants should be and what color their, their houses should be. It's not my world, man. It's not a world I want to live in. And right now in Savannah, you apparently do currently have the ability to uh, park on their on a the front lawn, but they are planning on getting tough, so-called, on this problem. So we'll go. Uh, we'll give you a little more about what's going on in Savannah here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up whatever's on your mind, take control
1: of the airways. Free Talk Live.
0: Free Talk Live. Toll free number for you, 855 453. You can bring up anything you want. Take control of these airwaves. 1 855 450 3733. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian and Mark. We invite you over to our website at freetalklive.com. If you like this program and would like to support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming an amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in three bucks a month, we take that in, invest it into the show. Get on more radio stations around the country and bring more internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get perks too, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only podcast, and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, and we appreciate it because it makes a big difference. It's only three bucks a month for you, but for us, it's a it's a marketing budget. It's a way to get this show out there, and it's the most important. I think one of the most important factors to Freetalk Live success is your three bucks. So, amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, uh, Savannah, Georgia, one of the city council members, Tony Thomas, is very upset. He says it's a quality of life issue. If you live on either side of this house, he's talking about houses with cars parked in the yard, it affects your quality of life, your property values, and basically your well-being, says Thomas. Touring through Thomas's district, he explains that illegal yard parking is an issue. Especially in the evening. But just because the cars aren't there doesn't mean the effects can't be seen. He says, you can see where yard parking is occurring. I guess they're driving around during the daytime shooting this. as uh, a television station, WSAB.com. He says, you can see where the yard parking is occurring. People are parking all over their front lawns. There's no grass growing and it's usually houses that have high levels of occupants in it. Thomas is pleased the city is getting tough on this
1: ongoing problem I wonder if they're who they're going after with these high level of occupants
0: poor people you can see he says or Thomas uh, says that the uh, process Excuse me, city bureaucrat spokesperson says, Brett Bell says, the process was rather cumbersome in the past and we were required to go to court and it really didn't fit for what the violation was. Bell says the city is switching up tactics. For the next 30 to 60 days, they'll be handing out warnings. But after that, it's $15 parking tickets and not just one. You'll get one every day until the problem is fixed. And you don't. And if you don't feel like paying it, they have the power to boot any car you own. On your property. On your own property. Wow. I think it's great, adds Thomas, and I hope we are aggressive with it.
1: Is this uh, the the same city bureaucrat guy? Okay. Well, no, no, no. This is the city councilor. Sorry, the the politician. Yes.
0: He says, I hope we are aggressive with it, and it changes attitudes and behaviors in these neighborhoods. Let's take back these neighborhoods from this type of behavior. Yard parking is not illegal if you do it the right way. According to city ordinances, you may park a vehicle five feet from an established driveway, but it must be parallel to said driveway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love the rules. Okay, so I think that uh, people want to have some kind of rules and controls over the way their neighbors live their lives. I know it sounds so antithetical to what uh, libertarians seem to want, but, you know— look if you if you want freedom buy yourself a little piece of land and stay the heck away from other folks because if you want to be able to park junk cars out there and that kind of thing
0: stop calling them junk cars they're pointing out here that these cars are cars that are moved during the daytime they're folks going to work after work they're coming home they're parking their damn car they're going to their friend's house having a party or whatever and they're parking their
1: cars I I think it depends on the neighborhood I think it depends on the neighborhood as to whether or not this is acceptable behavior or not I mean there are some places there are times and places for different types of behavior, and there are different neighborhoods for different sort of That's parking. That's what I
0: said. You go live in your little gated community where right. you can determine how high everything is and how you know and, the grass. And can I grow. don't know
1: if it's possible. Now I understand it's easier to use the government's force in order to get what you want in this situation, but I don't know if it's possible. Is it possible for me to go around to the uh, the other neighborhood neighbors in the in the area and get them to sign on? Essentially, what is a deed restriction? Mm-hmm. You know, say, hey, look. If you promise to park your cars inside your garage, I promise to park mine inside my garage, yeah, or whatever I'd say that's the, possible. I, I don't know. It would have to go in the deed because. You know, uh, it would Depends have to the be, term
0: deed restriction.
1: Yeah, it right? would have to be passed on through the deed and that kind of thing. And maybe some lawyer could get it done. I I don't know whether it could be done or not, but it would be kind of interesting. And then if people value then if that, come, then it would be You fine. come to the uh, the poor neighbors or whatever, and you want to get them on board. You say, hey, here's a thousand bucks. Sign this piece of paper, and you're on board. And then at that point, if they don't you know, follow through, you smack them through with whatever uh, whatever the rules are inside of the deed restriction. Hey,
0: man, you can go and live in whatever neighborhood you want to. I don't care what my, uh, my neighbors do with I their yards. I know you don't. It's none of my damn business. You don't have to, because you you've
1: are, got you one of the junkiest houses in the neighborhood. What are you talking about? You, you got cars parked all over the place, uh, headlights bashed out of them. Uh, you know, <laughs> they, they got you know police cars with stickers ripped off true. of them. Couches in the lawn, the, the, the is front porch, has all kinds of stuff on it. Yeah, it, it by no means the showpiece <laughs> of your neighborhood. All right.
0: Let's go to John listening in Idaho. You're on Free Talk Live. (laughs) Go ahead, John. Try to skulk
1: in here to do the show.
0: (laughs) Hello, you're on the air. Thanks for taking my call. That's what we do. Go ahead with your thoughts, John.
5: I got turned on to your show down in Mississippi last summer, and I listened to you on the internet out here.
0: Excellent, sir. You're on
5: live air out here. But anyway, here's the way we take care of your problem. We just allow everybody that has a problem with their neighbor Go to a court of law and sue their neighbor. That's all we need. We don't need any of this. I agree with the, I get you two mixed up, so I don't know which one.
0: The
1: reasonable one, Mark.
0: Mark's the one that wants to control his neighbors. I'm the one who wants to live free. I
1: know. I'm I'm fine with my neighborhoods, neighbors the way they are. I don't live live in some kind of little tight, cloistered area like you do, where I spread my filth about to my neighbors.
5: Well, Mark, I, I suggest that, you know, libertarian point of view is that you take care of it yourself you don't delegate government to do it for you
1: oh i wouldn't want
5: you don't have the right okay uh because you can't delegate government to any authority that you don't have and two i just think it's your responsibility if you don't like the way your neighbor's living talk to your neighbor offer to help him clean it up if that doesn't work then take him to court
1: right if you can prove tweet. some sort
0: of damage
5: Leave me alone.
1: Well, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. I do not think that, concur with you. I do not think that the law, that law enforcement needs to be in, involved in this. But I do think that people want some kind of standard by which their neighborhood is kept. And if it comes down to you know suing, remember that the you know Ian is not going to agree with you that suing's okay, as long as uh, you know there's some kind of there's some kind of rule and you're taking somebody to court in order to enforce that rule. Now, if you can prove damages, you're talking about something entirely different. But you're going to have a hell of a time determining damages when it comes to uh, you know somebody well, right, parking your car sideways a- on their lawn.
0: Right, exactly. There's no damage there, so leave me the hell alone. And I'm no, sorry, that, but I, I like the idea of having cars off the street. I don't like cars being parked all up in the street. That's annoying because it makes it so more difficult to get around in the streets. Doesn't it make more sense to have the cars parked up on the lawn? Doesn't that make it easier to get around the neighborhood?
1: I see value in what you're saying.
0: Hey, guys, if you can prove damages through loss of property value, then you've got a case. I
1: don't well, believe that for a second. I think property value is a really slippery slope because, I mean, you know— That's it's,
0: not real damage. That's all completely within the mind of the individual as far as whether or not— uh, I mean, there's nothing that is—it's completely subjective, I'll, I'll, I guess, is what I'm saying.
5: Say again? There's 12 individuals on a jury, you know, they're going to decide it.
1: Uh, I, I think in a, uh, a civil, I think in a civil court, we uh, only have to get a majority of the jury too, and I, I, you know, I, I don't think that's going to satisfy Ian by any stretch of the imagination. I
0: find it outrageous the idea that somebody's going to say, "Well, my property value's been damaged." Well, first of all, everybody's property value is going down uh, for the most part because the economy sucks, and so therefore, everyone's property value is being damaged. But what if I don't like the, the you know, the paint color? Uh, that I mean, let's say somebody goes goes ahead and paints their house uh, chartreuse. chartreuse. We've had or the story. Something like that. And I don't like the paint color. I believe it's making it more difficult to sell my house because I'm trying to sell my house, and my house just won't sell. And those darn neighbors, they painted their house an ugly color. Would that be damage?
5: You need to move to California where they control what color you can paint your house, And I guess.
0: A longboat key. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, of course, being facetious. I don't give a damn what color my, uh, my, my neighbor's houses are. But, hey, John, anything else you want to share tonight?
5: No, just, uh, you know, keep up the fight, you guys. I'm I am done favorite. fighting
0: personally, but John, I thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. I will continue speaking out. I'll speak out about liberty and stand up for others' liberty, but I don't, I don't, I don't like the term fight. I, I know, it's really popular to use that term. Give up the fight. And I appreciate where somebody is coming from when they say that, but I feel like fighting is um, a waste of resources and energy and that uh, what you resist persists, as we had discussed uh, recently. But yeah, so if you want to control the uh, the, the color of your neighbor's houses, there are neighborhoods where they have these controls they, they have an approved set of colors From which you may choose And that's it Yep, it's true And they have very restricted parking I remember going to one uh, neighborhood Where a friend of mine lived Where they wouldn't allow a truck parked outside At nighttime. That's right Why it matters, I have no idea Matters to them. 855-450-FREE. It's okay to have the truck outside during the day when everyone can see the truck. But at night, we can't have that. More coming up. You take control. Hour number three is on the way. 855-450-FREE. Share your absurd uh, yard and home rules, Rick.
6: The Liberty Movement is bursting at the seams with women from all walks of life who are courageously dedicating their time and energy in the pursuit of a freer society. Every day, the message is spread by this small but growing demographic. This year, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the creators of Silver Circle will be giving away the first ever Zoe Taylor Award. Zoe Taylor is the lead female rebel in the upcoming animated film, Silver Circle, whose dedication to destroying the Federal Reserve makes her a positive female role model. Nominate who you think deserves the Zoe Taylor Award today by sending an email with the name and a 300-word minimum essay of why you think this person deserves the Zoe Taylor Award to award at SilverCircleMovie.com. The deadline for nominations is June 1st at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Visit SilverCircleMovie.com for more details.
0: Is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves. 855 450 free. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian and Mark. So, in the last hour, for those of you just tuning in, we're talking about some news out of Savannah, Georgia. Which you know, this could be any town, USA, uh, because there are plenty of places where government bureaucrats have uh, deemed it their job to completely control how you live and the things you can do with what is ostensibly your property. I was actually having a conversation with the local code, one of the local code enforcers, uh, just I think it was yesterday, where I was talking to him about how. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big property rights guy, and I don't much appreciate the job that you do, dude. I mean, he's a nice enough guy, but he's going around threatening people because they've got a car in their side yard, for instance. What he threatened my neighbors about a few weeks ago? And I wrote up a blog post about it at freekeen.com, and he pulled me aside uh, the other day when I was in downtown Keene to talk to me about it. I probably spent about 10 minutes with a guy just chatting on the side of the, the street about how I don't appreciate the kind, of, you know, the kind of work he's doing. How did it all end up for him? How did what all end up for him? Well, I mean, the conversation. Yeah. I mean, it was positive. I mean, he didn't storm off or anything like that. He, uh, we had a, a pleasant conversation. I expressed my issues that I have with his, uh, his particular role in life that, uh, that he has chosen for himself. And uh, we had a back and forth. And I listened to what he had to say. And I, uh, you know, responded, uh, what I considered in a cour- courteous as much as possible manner. And I think everything went fine. We, we, we shook hands and, uh, everything was okay. Did he
1: come to any conclusions there at the at at, at that moment in time? It seems unlikely. Did he I'm just come asking. to what conclusion? Well, it sounds like you might be right.
0: Oh, hell no! I mean, he's working for the the state. <laughs> he's getting a government paycheck to do his thing. He was claims he, he's a property rights guy. Was he
1: able to <laughs> outmaneuver you as far as his logic goes? No, I mean,
0: no, not at all. He just does. He's just doing his job, you know. Kay. Anyway, he claims he's a property rights guy, which was pretty amusing. You know, you've got this code enforcer guy claiming he believes in property rights, but yet that's what he does every day is violate people's property rights by threatening threatening them with uh, with essentially having their houses stolen if they don't do as the people in the, the calling themselves the city demand. So I thought that was kind of silly. Yeah, but he just wanted to he just wanted to express to me uh, how upset he was that I called uh, called it threatening. He didn't like that I called what he did threatening on the the blog over at freekeen.com because he doesn't see himself that way. That's not the picture. Of he's reading
1: your blog. <laughs> of course he
0: is. <laughs> they all read the blog. Mark. They
1: do, they do.
0: <laughs> and well, because free you know, Keene's not a big place. Okay. Keene is, is not New York City. Uh there are only about twenty five thousand people that live here, and there's one local newspaper that is a daily paper. There's one local fish wrapper that is the kind of uh, you know, advertisement heavy uh thing that I don't know why anyone reads it, but for whatever reason they're still in business. And well, I mean, people want well. the
1: ads, frankly. I mean, uh, honestly, the, the coupons are a big reason why people buy, uh, buy newspapers.
0: Are there coupons in there? I don't even know. Yes. I, I guess, yeah, they've they got the little pack-in things with the, the inserts and all that. But there's not much news. is the point I'm trying to make. There's a local news talk station, and that's it. You've know, they got the news talk station, you've got the local newspaper... And maybe a little bit on the the local cable access channel, mm-hmm. but there's no local news company outside of any of any of those. No TV news here that doesn't come out of Manchester, which is an hour and a half away. So Freekeen.com is one of the only sources that people can go to get. What's happening in Keene to some extent, or at least get an opinion about it, or get some original reporting uh, about it. And so people do come, especially the government guys. I mean, these guys are bored to tears uh, at their job all day long. Well, they'd have to work otherwise, right? So why not go and read what uh, the you know the people of Free Keene are saying? But anyway, I bring this all up just to kind of recap what we've been discussing in the last uh, the end of the last hour, which is this news out of Savannah. Where Code Enforcer is going to be cracking down for the next 30 to 60 days, be handing out warnings uh, against people who are going to be, or, or who are parking in their yard uh, in an illegal manner. Their own yard. That's correct. Yeah, in their own yard. Yes, if it were uh if I were parking in my neighbor's yard or my neighbor were parking in my yard without an agreement between us, that might be a problem.
1: We wouldn't have be having this discussion. Yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, we're talking about your own yard and the, uh, the so one of the city councilors who's made this his bailiwick has uh, said that he wants he says I think it's great talking about the crackdown and I hope it's aggressive. I hope we are aggressive with it, he says, and he wants to take back these neighborhoods. Well, wait a minute. Aren't these people, like he says, there's a huge problem with it, which tells me that a lot of people in Savannah believe they should be able to park their cars in their yards. So he means take back a neighborhood in the way that he thinks it should be envisioned, in the way that he thinks a neighborhood should be. But clearly, it's not an unpopular thing to do, otherwise it wouldn't be, you know... A problem, according to this councilman, it'd be like a, ca- a house here and there, and it'd be no big deal.
1: I'd like to also uh, you know, point out that sometimes you need to park your car not in the driveway. For instance, if you've got some kind of classic automobile or an mm-hmm. older automobile, and you develop an oil leak. I mean, I had a collector's car, and I was never able to hunt down that oil leak. leak for years and it was just a lot easier to park it in the garage and put kitty litter under it and change that stuff up once a month than it was to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds Mm -hmm. of dollars to somebody who said oh yeah i got it this time (laughs) you know i mean i couldn't park that thing in the driveway it'd make a big old mess
0: but this guy at least is honest, this, uh, this city councilor, Tony Thomas down there in Savannah, at least he's honest. I mean, that's what you're doing. You are going to be aggressive with people. You are aggressive. That's what you do. You're, you are the government people, and that's what government people do. They are aggressive with peaceful people who've never harmed another person. And Mark, you took shot at me. You said that my house was the trashiest house in the neighborhood. Do you think there's another one? that's I, trashier? I don't appreciate that. I don't see what's trashy Let's about take a having walk around. I don't see what's trashy about having chairs on a front porch.
1: <laughs> it's a mess.
0: What What is wrong with having chairs on a front porch?
1: Yeah, they're not arranged in any kind of fashion. They're the kind of chairs that you take to, uh, you know, like a race or something like that. These aren't uh, lawn chairs that are, you know, made of wrought iron and painted all black with, uh, you know, little plastic flowers sitting on the table or anything like that. It's a junk heap. I'm sorry, dude. That is a terrible thing to say. I'm isn't sorry. It? Sometimes the truth a camp hurts, camp chair? Friend. A camp chair is junky. I'm I'm sorry, man. Sometimes the truth hurts. I'm telling you, I skulk in here. I don't like the neighbors to see me walking in this place. <laughs> it's a pigsty because
0: there's camp chairs there, on the There front are paintball
1: porch. shots from two years ago That's when somebody true. shot at your wall. How long were they there? I don't know. They were there for a little while. Many many months. <laughs>
0: Well, what are you supposed to do? Somebody shoots a paintball at at your house. Clean up. They were cleaned up. Let's talk about what's happening now, Mark. You're saying there's a problem with a camp chair being out on
1: somebody's front porch? No, no, not a camp chair. A collection of camp chairs.
0: A variety of different chairs. People like to sit on the front porch. What's wrong with that? I mean, what? What are you, your front porch has to be completely clear or you can only have a rocking chair made out of a special type of wood. I mean, th- this is the kind of control freak that
1: you are. I'm not that kind of control freak. I don't care what – I look – I'm telling you it's the junkiest house in the neighborhood and I'm willing to take a walk with you around the several blocks I mean I'm willing to say that within <laughs> a uh, a 15 house radius from here that this is, it, is the junkiest what, is house it, and
0: something I, wrong with the paint job the paint's fine yeah it's kind of
1: old paint's fine
0: it's old it's an old it's neighborhood shipping Old there's plenty of old paint jobs. Yeah, that's in true. Keen, there New are.
1: It's, it, yeah, it's If the, you update the outside the of the house, the quantity of cars, they how inc- they're
0: parked. The if you unpaid- update the outside of your house, they increase your property taxes.
1: It's true. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, you know the non paved driveways, the garage doors that uh, hang from uh, as though they they may fall off at any time.
0: <laughs> I bought the house with non paved driveways. Well, yeah, that
1: makes it all fair, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look. Hey, Mark, if you don't like it, you don't have to live here. I know. And you don't. I know. I
1: know. Look, I understand that. You Great. were just We were just talking about I don't
0: it. think it's trashy to have chairs on your front porch. What's the big deal? It's not like there's garbage. Trashy to me is garbage being left everywhere. There's not garbage around here. 855-453. I saw a fruit
1: cup laying in the driveway we'll as pick I came it up. in. Oh, there's yeah, neighbors now with I'm, kids around now here. I'm, you know? Now I'm your, your there's no, janitor.
0: There's no neighbors. I don't have any kids on this property. There's neighbors with kids that live around here. Must have been them. So we'll continue here. Will
1: kids eat fruit cups?
0: We'll take your call. We'll take your calls about anything you want. Uh, but I, you know, I have to say that I, I just don't appreciate these government bureaucrats telling everybody how to live. It's none of your. Da- it's none of your damn business. Leave me alone. Leave my tenants alone. They're not hurting anybody. So what if they got chairs on their front porch? It's comfy. Yours too. Yeah, I like having chairs on my front porch. I like being able to sit out and enjoy the outdoors. When was the
1: last time that happened,
0: uh, let's see, probably on your yesterday. Side? 855-450-FREE. You take control. You don't live here, Mark. What the hell do you know?
1: I'm here many hours a day.
0: More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live.
1: Bardo Fest is a camping gathering at Bardo Farm, an off-the-grid eco-friendly farm in Croydon, New Hampshire. Attendees will enjoy live music performances, sustainability workshops, comedy, firearms education, terrific farm-raised food, vendors, and camping under the stars. Treat yourself and relax at Bardo Fest, May 25th through the 28th. A full festival pass, including camping, is just $50. Go to bardoproject.com. B A R D O project.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And you can grab archives there. that go all the way back to late 2006. Go and enjoy freetalklive.com.
1: Bitcoins, they're the world's first potentially anonymous digital money. With bitcoins, you don't have to sign a contract and there's no terms of service you've got to click on. You can download the free software, open source software, and be using it in just a few minutes. You can send and receive money anywhere in the world with no fees. There are no chargebacks for uh, business owners either. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. And you should see this video. It's a minute, 44 seconds long. No, no big uh, amount of time out of your day. But you need to know more about bitcoins. And now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. You can buy your bitcoins with cash at BitInstant.com.
0: Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Let's go to Richard listening in Thunder Bay, Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Richard with Ian and Mark. Yeah, hey, thank you for taking my call tonight. Richard, go ahead with your thoughts.
9: Well, I heard you guys were talking about property rights, um, so I just wanted to weigh in with some stuff that's happening up here in Canada with regards to property rights. All right, sure. Um, well, I understand that uh, property rights are inherent in the American Constitution by way of the Bill of Rights. Um, however, by the, the way that you guys were talking, it sounds like the government just consistently violates these rights.
1: That um, sounds about right.
9: With, yeah. Within the, um, the the Canadian Constitution, um, we have what's called the Charter of Rights and Freedom, and mm-hmm. it's... Kind of like our Bill of Rights in a way; it has um, right to free speech or freedom of expression and whatnot. But um, the Canadian Charter completely omits any reference to securing the property rights of its citizens. Um, they right might as the well
1: uh, might as well completely omit it, frankly, because it's not like any government respects your property rights anyway.
9: Right? Yeah, I understand that. But um, I mean, it, when you look back into the history of the the Charter of rights and freedoms, this is only a thirty year old document. Um, if you look back, you'll see that um, it was it was crafted by a socialist liberal government at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
9: Um, and by omitting right to property, what they added was security of the person. So whenever people take things to court and they try and argue for their right to property by way of security of the person, by saying, you know, I am secure in my own person by my own property, um, the court has consistently shut them down and generally ruled in favor of the of the um, of the opposing party of the person you know who's, who's challenging this. Um, But today, I I just read in the news, actually, it's great that that you guys are talking about this, because two politicians here in Ontario, uh, one federal and one provincial, um, they've announced that they're going to be introducing motions in their respective houses um, to add an amendment to our constitution to include property rights.
1: Is Um, it as difficult to get uh, an amendment through, I mean, Canada has a tenth of the population, the United States does, is it as difficult to get an amendment through your process as it is through the United States uh, government's process? Because, I mean, here, it's nigh impossible.
9: It is difficult, but it's not impossible Um, to amend the Canadian Constitution. You require the consent of seven out of the ten provinces that consist of at least 50% of the population. Um, But what they're going to do um, is take advantage of Section 40, or or I believe it's Section 34 of our Constitution, um, which says that uh, it's okay for a provincial legislature to add a provision to the Constitution if it only affects the citizens of that province. Um, an example is that the province of New Brunswick, by way of the, of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, is bilingual. It's, it's, it's absolutely English and French everywhere, and that's within the Constitution. So they want to announce something. They want to amend the Constitution to add this right to property, specifically for the province of Ontario, in the hopes that the rest of the country would follow suit since everywhere else is bilingual in Canada. However, New Brunswick has this provision that says, you know, everywhere in New Brunswick has to be bilingual. Although, for the most part, everything in Canada is bilingual anyways.
1: A good portion of New Hampshire is too. I mean, you know, people, French Canadians come across the border. They want to do some shopping, uh, especially in the northern part. People want to be able to serve those folks.
0: Actually a portion in the US Constitution that enshrines property rights? Or is it just the statement about, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness?
1: I don't I don't know. I mean, I it's I think that I'd have to, to as far as the, the Bill of Rights goes, there's nothing specifically about property. Yeah, I don't
0: recall that. You, you was, have the right to
1: protect your person, papers, and effects from unreasonable search and seizure. So yeah, yeah we may not, not right even right. have
0: that.
9: No? I Because I'm in a political science class right now, and we're going over the whole thing with uh, with how our Charter of Rights and Freedoms came to be, and it, and we've been taught that. It was modeled after the American Bill of Rights, with the exception of this one main thing, which is with regards to property rights, We just have security of the person.
0: Uh, I mean, maybe it is there, and I don't know. I'm certainly no constitutional scholar. But, uh, Richard, I appreciate the call tonight. Anything else you want yeah, to comment on? Have a good, Very good? Uh, Well, anything else on your mind?
9: No, that was it. Just wanted to bring that up and share it with you guys. Thanks for the call, sir. Appreciate
0: it. 855-450-FREE. Jed is on the line listening in Casper, Wyoming. Jed, you're on Free Talk Live.
2: Hey. hey
4: I, like, even that last call, sir, this serves to just say, like, the ridiculous amount of rules and regulations regarding what you can do and what you can't do with your own property. Like, really? I have to listen to all of this kind of ridiculous nonsense to decide if I can put a trailer on my, my own trailer on my own property? Yep. But uh, yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, that's but what it's like. <laughs> what what what's that? That's what it's like, you know.
4: Oh, my thing is, we bought a piece of property up here. We, I live on the mountain in Casper, Wyoming, and it's nice, you know. Unfortunately, I have like the little structure that I live in. We had to uh, put a little sticker on saying Murphy's Shed" so that the local, you know, tax police wouldn't come along, come along, and say, "Oh, you built an Ill- built an illegal structure." Because you can have one of their structures, but you can't have one of you know your own structure. So up, wait, you can have a shed up, on your property
0: if you bought it at like Home Depot, but you can't build if your you own. you
4: bought it,
0: in a, yeah, exactly. Jeez, that's funny. And, I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. And this dude. is Wyoming, and which so, is supposedly one of the more free places. Out right. There. I
1: mean, you like there's six hundred thousand people if they, in the state. that are running around seeing whether, whether or not you got a shed. Was a lie,
0: you know. I'm sorry. Say again, Jed. Yeah, I
4: said whatever they told you regarding like Wyoming being one of the freer states. It's you know?
0: Well, I know that Michael uh, Dean from the Freedom, Freedom Fiends podcast lives there in, uh, in Casper, I think, and uh, and he loves it. He thinks it's a really free place, but then again, he says he hardly gets out, so that might explain why.
2: Yeah,
4: well, the, the thing I was calling about is because you guys were talking about weird, crazy things that they do on your own property. Like, we live up here on the mountain, and the main house, not the house—the thing that I had to put the shed on, but the main house is like a log cabin. You know, we mm-hmm. built it out of logs, and we don't have any insulation or anything like that but it's a nice place we have a wood stove in it it works year round we we plow the roads year round blah 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 but we bought this place downtown in this place called north casper which is generally known as like the not very good side of casper okay which in reality it's fine there's just right. like there's black people that live there oh my god
1: what you know? <laughs> i mean i i suppose that uh, one could say that uh, you know there are more urban areas but yeah I, get, I guess i get what you're saying
0: you're saying yeah, there are some and, people that say that about the area because they might have bigotry.
4: Yeah, that was pretty much the joke gotcha. of it. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. Sound a little weird. But
4: the thing is, is that we thought we would buy this lot. There's no house on it. There's a person that lives next to it. Person that lives the other side of it. One of them is a trailer. The other one is kind of a house thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Neither one of them are like great pieces of property. And what we would like, since we own so much wood up on the mountain, is we would like to build a log home there. You know, like we would like to use the wood lumber that we have here. Right. Except for the city says that we can't do that because it's without code, and we need an eighteen thousand dollar concrete pad and all this crazy stuff. Because what if the net, the person that buys it after us? You know, might not get warm enough, or whatever. What, what kind of foundation were you like
1: going to use for this? If I mean, it was just going to be a dirt foundation.
4: I would, We were actually going to use like you know how they do the four concrete blocks on each. Like, it, it, gotcha. you span the entire house. And each way that you're going to span off a room, put another
0: block on. Hold the that end thought, of it. Jed. We can bring you back here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free free talk live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 450 3733 You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com, we've got... News updates and listening options and Shrine of Female listeners and more, we give it all the way to you, freetalklive.com.
1: Jason Osborne of SACL CAI wants to remind you to, uh, once a week, share your favorite episode of Free Talk Live on Facebook or Twitter or whatever your social networking site is, G+ whatever it might be. And SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one. On the right-hand side of the page, has been for many years. SACL CAI.
0: We're talking about building codes, regulations, uh, city governments coming in, telling people how to live, how to Uh, what they can put in their yards and controlling the behavior and uh, and how you live your life on your own property it really frustrates me and i think that people should be left alone if you want to uh, live in a place where people can control one another go ahead and get into a deed restricted neighborhood and then you can have all the the battles that you want with your neighbors over at your uh, little deed restriction what do they call them the the community association meetings Mm -hmm. or whatever you go ahead and have your own little local government and uh, go run for elections and Try to pass controlling uh, statutes on your uh, your neighbors. Have a blast with that. Just leave me and everybody else like Jed here in Wyoming uh, alone. Jed wants to build his own log cabin. Put there it up on blocks like an old Jeep. In Casper, Wyoming. And uh, <laughs> they don't like the way you want to build this thing. You're saying you just want to basically bring some logs on a, on a lot and, and build yourself a cabin. They're saying you got to have some crazy foundation thing going on.
4: Well, not only that, yeah, I mean, I understand how incredibly boring this must be for anybody that doesn't have to go through something that, like this. I think everybody when you has. talk about something like it and somebody is going through it, it's a passionate subject. Oh, you yeah. Know, because you can't do your own thing on your own property kind of gig.
1: I and absolutely understand.
4: Yeah, I know. The, the basic thing is they want a certain amount, like, the concrete pad that they have on there is not, like, able to, to sustain the structure that we want. And you know we've been living up on this thing on the mountain for a long, long time, and it's fine and basic and if you want to log things, if you want to create a log structure, they say that's fine, but what you have to do is create a structure. like you know how they insulate? like they in normal houses they make one wall and then they make another little thing where the insulation goes, and then you put your sheetrock over it
1: I think so i Supposedly
4: mean that's what, oh well, that's how they do it and you have to do that because the next resident might not be able to sustain a fire. I don't really know what their reason is. Probably just some ridiculous bureaucratic reason.
0: But hey, get a house. Get you know, a house gonna, inspection before you buy a house, so you know what you're getting into.
1: I would think that if anybody I, knew bought a log cabin, they would understand that the R factor of logs tends to be somewhere between two and six, maybe eight. Uh, that's the insulation rating. Yeah, the insulation value of those logs is, isn't real high. And uh, I mean, you know, <laughs>
0: but they're pretty. I like those log cabin looks. They're kind of well, pretty. Well, it depends. Yeah, on, if he's going to build a, a rustic one.
2: Mine. Say again, Jed? I said. The thing is,
4: who cares? It's mine. I'm yep. going to live there. Yep. So don't even worry about it kind of thing, you know? Yep.
0: So if you start if building this cabin, they're going to come send men with guns to stop you.
4: Oh, they really will, too. It's, this place is really looked at because we've tried to park our vehicles there from time to time. Mm-hmm. We even had a temporary electronic pole, Like, we thought, oh, you know, we'll buy this really nice motorhome. And then, because in wintertime, it's hard to get up here sometimes. Like, they have, we have to wait until they plow it out. But, uh, no, well, we can stay down from time to time. No, not the case. Look at that, and they will come and send people
0: immediately. Jed, good luck, man. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing oh, from yeah. you. Thanks so much, Ron. Yep, 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It never ends. And and by the way,
1: now, when I was building my house, I, I'm i not trying to build uh, you know a, a log cabin sitting up on blocks or anything like that. I'm trying to build a real house, real foundations, the whole thing exactly as they want it. But then you have to, they wanted this uh, site plan, which is a $5,000 piece of paper. Whoa. And, then, and then you've got to get these permits to build, and you've got to get the that's pretty sweet for the site plan guy, huh? Yeah, variances from you know this government agency and then that government agency, and you know in small towns they meet once a month, and so you know it took me several months just to get several months just to get through their process in order to get a piece of paper to be able to build. I think I bought in. Didn't August. you just
0: tell me a moment ago that I should move out to uh, some small town? I mean, it doesn't sound that much worse
1: than uh, here in Keene. When was the last time you built a house? Never. Okay. That sounds pretty awful to me. Well, I don't suggest building houses. If you here, Here's what you should do. If you want to build a house, first, you need to get acclimated. So take $10,000 and crumple up the bills and put them in a pile and set them on fire. Because <laughs> then you'll get some small inkling as to what it's like to build a house. Because I... Sp- Built a house for about two hundred and forty thousand dollars. That's oh worth God. about one hundred and forty thousand dollars now.
0: Yeah, how many square feet is it? Yeah, it's like it's 800? a whopping
1: eight hundred square feet <laughs> upstairs. There is another uh, little room downstairs in the the garage next to the utility room. But oh Damn. man, don't build and unless you're going to build some shed like uh, Jed is there and uh, you know try to live in that. That's I suppose you know not going to cost you too much. He's he's trying to do it on the cheap, but. who can blame him if it costs that much to do a real one and i i i got it cheap i mean the labor building my house it was from friends of mine paying like 10 bucks an hour 10 bucks an hour or something so i don't know what it would have been to like to build the the palatial 800 square foot uh, edge estate uh, if i was actually paying people living wages wow so, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't get any easier when you are going building the kind of houses they want. I wasn't going to build a house with, the, you know, bad wiring or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live in it. My kid's going to live in it. Right. So, you don't want it to burn down. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right.
0: free. In other news, texting while walking is now a crime. At least, if you live in Fort Lee, New Jersey, and it could be coming to a city near you. Because remember, these government bureaucrats—they like to eyeball what the other bureaucrats are doing around the country, and then, oh, it's working in Fort Lee. Let's let's try that here.
1: We could give people tickets. We could. And those cash tickets will be a hundred bucks a piece, and yeah. that will make it so that the police are working harder and paying for themselves more.
0: Eighty-five dollars, actually, Mark—not a hundred. Eighty-five dollars. If you are caught texting while walking, according to the chief of the Fort Lee, how police, many steps is walking? They'll know when they see it. <laughs> it's a big distraction, says the uh, chief of the police, uh, Thomas Rapoli. Pe- pedestrians aren't watching where they're going, and they are not aware. Rapoli said the borough— Sometimes
1: it's true. I mean, they're walking into s- s- you know, signposts and all kinds of stuff. And that, uh, I think, is punishment on its own. I would concur with you completely. Rapoli
0: said the borough— which I'd is, like to get some video of it. Home to approximately thirty-five thousand. Wasn't there a lady who
1: walked into like uh, in a mall, was texting and like walked into a fountain?
0: Probably. (laughs) It
1: was hilarious.
0: I I don't know. What did you see video of that one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, it says here he's uh, the, the the city or the the borough has suffered three fatal pedestrian involved accidents this year. He hopes his crackdown. It doesn't say whether or not the accidents had They're anything saving to do your with life, texting. Folks.
1: Eighty-five dollars uh, at a time.
0: He hopes that his crackdown on people who display dangerous behavior while walking will make his town safer. But not everyone is on board with the idea of issuing eighty-five dollar tickets. Resident Sue Cho says, "When I walk, I still look around. I'm not like constantly looking down the whole time." Another woman complained about the tickets. She said they're a lot of money. Officers handed out pamphlets during a short grace period in March. before. How about they, they just became... hand out
1: the pamphlets? I mean, if they see somebody walking while
0: texting, hand them the pamphlet. But that doesn't raise money for the police department. This is this isn't about changing if it behavior. Was actually,
1: yeah, if it was actually about you know saving people in some way, shape, or form, then that's what they'd be worried about.
0: Right. Exactly. This is about. Money. This is about cashing in, and it's about uh, you know having an excuse to stop people on the street as well. I mean, maybe they don't do stop and frisks in Fort Lee like they do in Philly and New York City, where just being on the street is uh, apparently enough justification for the police to stop you and frisk you, (laughs) and ask you questions. Uh, So maybe they can't get away with that. But now, if they're going to ticket you for uh, for walking with a cell phone, then they're going to have to get your ID from you, then they're going to run your name, check for warrants. Just another excuse to stop people on the streets. That's true. And with so many people having smartphones these days, odds are good you're going <laughs> to you're gonna be able to stop people left and right for this. 855-453 or people are going to start looking around for cops before they use their phone. one 453 That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. will tell you more about their crackdown here on dangerous walkers, as they are called. On the way, you can take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for your call, your thoughts. 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are there for you anytime you want them over at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com and get a list of things you can do there, like get a free bumper sticker or download flyers, print them out. Or, for instance, you can get web graphics or even high-res logos and such. All of it is over at promote.freetalklive.com. That's promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, Nick is on the line in Illinois. Nick, you're on the amp lines. Hello there.
7: Hello. A uh, couple years ago, I made one of my first calls, or possibly my first call to Free Talk Live, where I talked about uh, an edition that was being put onto the house I live in. I'm in that room right now, actually. Mm -hmm. And the story I told was about how uh, we had to get smoke detectors put in every bedroom of the house. Uh, But in addition to that, um, I have another story about property rights restriction. We were actually thinking of getting another new addition put on, like a a place where a, a second family could could live, because uh, my, my brother and his family lived with us until a, a little while ago, mm-hmm. or maybe we would have the grandparents live out there. Sure, guest house. Uh,
1: and this is uh, what a lot of families are doing. Uh, I can't remember what the numbers were, but the, the amount of households in the United States has shrunk dramatically.
0: Because it makes sense for cost containment purposes to have people living together,
1: right? And, you know, and frankly, it makes, it makes sense for a lot of reasons. If you've got young children, it's really nice to have grandma
7: around. Yeah, it it would be it would be great. I get along great with with my nephews, but anyway, ultimately we uh, we couldn't do that, or at least chose not to, because it would have raised the property value, and that would have raised the property taxes. Mm. And and there was also a whole bunch of other regulations that would have just made it a, a nightmare to do. So, uh, and I really um, I find it pretty. Amazing, <laughs> to, put it, to put it in the kindest way possible, that, that it's considered in any way legitimate to assess how much you pay for, for living on your own property based on how much other people think it's worth. That it doesn't make any sense at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I, I guess, if, if, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out the value of the property. Uh, the municipality owns the property, your property. The municipality owns all land within its uh, little borders. Now, I know that may come as a shock to people, but if it wasn't true, then you wouldn't have to pay them an annual rent in order to live on it. So all they're really doing is charging you the, the rent that they've come up with, which is you know, 10 millage points, 20 millage points, whatever that is, 1% or 2% of your uh, property's value as they have well, right, assessed The millage it.
0: is arbitrarily set, as yeah. is the value of the property.
1: What you're doing, Nick, is you're coming from the point of view that you own that property. And sadly, you're mistaken.
7: I uh, I recognize that. But uh, as far as I'm aware, nothing like this kind of uh, rental payment scheme is done anywhere in the private sector, is it?
1: Um, the way that... Uh, the- well, there's uh, yeah, sure. I condo mean, associations, well, right? When you look at property, property is always valued on how you know what the demand for it is, and that's what all value is, is trying to assess what demand is. So they're just charging you based on—I mean, you're their slave, too. When you built that house, that became theirs. I mean, it was just a flat piece of land at one point, and then a person built it. You've improved and, their
0: property for right,
1: them. Right. You improved their property for you, and then they took the value upon it and, uh, and charged it. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a really sick way that only could— be it can only be described as as slave labor. I mean, it's or serf labor. I don't. I don't really even know what to come up with.
0: Well, I hope that someday we can get enough property owners together in the same place to have a property tax revolt. Because it, and eventually, if enough people ignore these government people, they're going to have to go away. They can't. They can't handle non cooperation.
1: In the 1600s, the Levellers movement had some success with the same sort of thing. Really? Yep. I've not heard of this. Well, you need to look these. What things happened up. to them? <laughs> well at some point or another they they, they got some kind they exterminated slow amount of uh, success and then they got leveled. Know, they, they went away i mean each generation has its own passions you know a hundred years ago americans cared far more about freedom and liberty than they do today yeah what do they care about today television i, I don't pop know pop culture you gotta gotta worship the military there's that too
0: nick any other thoughts no, that's all. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the call. 855-453. Jimmy is listening in Indy to WXNT. Jimmy, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: Yeah, I was wondering because a friend, my brother built a garage one time in Warren Township up here in Indianapolis, and he had inspect it inspected by the city, and the city said he built it in three feet too close to the fire lane. He looked at the guy and he said, What the hell you want me to do? Knock it down so I can rebuild it? Yep. That's the kind of bureaucracy they got working.
0: He told oh, yeah. him yes, right? Like, that's what they wanted him to do?
10: Yeah. Well, he said, what do you want me to do? Knock down the garage and move it three feet out of the fire lane, which is a small alley.
2: Mm-hmm.
10: He, could, he said, you know, why didn't you tell me that before I built it?
0: Oh, and they made him do it, right? They made him knock it down?
10: No, no, no. He just left it the way it was. The guy signed it
0: off.
1: Wow! Oh, you! Wow, he got lucky. Yeah, you, you know, and sometimes these things will happen. The city bureaucracy is just not willing yeah. to, you know, come down on somebody, and so they'll just sign yeah. off on it. It gets grandfathered in, and then you know, if somebody somebody else has to mm-hmm. deal with the problem, sometime some point in the future. Right,
0: Jimmy. Anything else you back want to share? In the eighties, by the way. Yeah, well, things haven't changed since; then. they've gotten worse.
10: Well, we have property tax here, and it's ridiculous. I'm I to do I ran into <laughs> a woman at a bar downtown. And she's pissed off. Excuse me. That's all right. She's mad at the governor because her property in Broad Ripple went up over $300.
0: Now, what is it that you're paying down there for property tax?
10: Well, a friend of mine, she's paying about 300 a month. My sister pays more That's than that because she's in tenor, center township. She pays up what's over 400 My <sighs> brother over in Warren, I don't know what he makes. And I got a brother who lives up near uh, Wanamaker, Indiana, which is in the corner of the county. He's bordered between Hancock and Marion County, and he pays the water maker, so he may pay even less property. Tax. I pay
0: five hundred a month here for a two hundred thousand dollars house. Really? It's, it's crazy every six here. You guys, do you have an income tax in Indiana,
1: in Indiana?
10: Well, we got income tax everywhere.
1: Okay, yeah, and income we tax, tax in most states. We have
10: an inheritance tax, but we have a governor who's running named Greg against Pence here. And he wants to do away with the inheritance tax. There's a lot of governors who want to do away with that. Yeah, well
0: that. they want a lot of things, right? When they're campaigning and then all but of see, a sudden when
10: my mother passed away, we had to pay five grand to transport her body over to Kentucky.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. I thought this is what hearses were for.
10: I thought so. Well, that's what it was. <laughs> oh, hey, God. Indiana charged them five thousand dollars. For the the,
0: the girl whole girl death her industry hands. is a huge scam. They are really tied in with and, the and government.
10: My, and the guy at the funeral home in Kentucky, won't well, let pay the other. He said, you go talk to Shirley Brothers. It cost me five grand to get her across Indiana.
0: It's a huge scam. I mean, they they are, a lot of these uh, funeral homes and these guys are tied in big time with the state. Uh, They're guaranteed business by the state. It's not like you, you know, grandma dies, you can't just go uh, have a little funeral pyre in your backyard and uh, take care of things. (laughs) No, you've got to go through the state-approved processes and and pay through the nose. One of the quotes I refer to in my book is Timothy
10: Lee.
0: She Sorry wrote a uh,
10: story about that, and, and I mean a book on it in 1970s called "The High Cost of Dying."
0: No doubt, Jimmy. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. It's gotten higher? You can believe that. Well, right, and that's just it. I mean, he was talking about his uh, brother with the the house and the three feet too close to the fire lane. This was back in the 80s. Things haven't gotten better; they're getting worse. And the 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 longer just lucky you didn't
1: have to tear the whole thing down and move it because it's is. happened as many times as it has. Sure
0: has. Uh, you know, th- but it does keep getting worse because the governments keep coming up with new rules, new const- you know, new. Uh, uh, guarantees to construction companies—that's what a lot of this stuff is. It's a guaranteed business to uh, politically tied-in construction organizations. You know, you, oh, you have to use this certain type of uh, tie-down for your roof in Florida, and only this one company sells these things. And there's a, a lot of uh, business. As being I funneled understand, by these uh, laws. The, the
1: Caterpillar equipment company was big into uh, making the rules as far as putting in uh, drain leach fields and and that kind of thing. So for they could come systems. dig stuff out for folks. So I hear. Well, I don't think they actually did. but they sell the equipment to people who do do it. They rent it, too, I would imagine. Or companies buy it and then rent it. Uh,
0: So, yeah, they they just keep getting more and more restrictive. The rules continue to be piled on. I mean, find me an area in which they've been rolling this stuff back. Find find me a, (laughs) a place... In this country or anywhere where these regulations on building have been rolled back and it's been easier made been made easier, it's very rare that you come across this. Maybe in smaller towns, like I think Wayne, who used to be on the show on Wednesday nights, said that they got rid of zoning in his town or something like that. But
1: that'd be an incredible uh, step.
0: Like maybe in smaller towns, yeah, but in a larger, more urban area, no way. Too many people are making too much money uh, within you know and these construction. It's ten businesses.
1: steps forward, one step back when it comes to zoning. Yeah. I mean, for every one town that might. Get rid of zoning. There's, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm, I hesitate to say 10. There's 100 that have just instituted it in the same year, I'm sure.
0: Oh, by the way, on the texting while walking thing in, uh, in Fort Lee, New Jersey, they've just started uh, cracking down on this. $85 tickets are going out already. Over 117 tickets have been issued. And the city is now going aggressively after what they call dangerous walkers. The studies find that texters are 60% more likely to veer off of a straight line than non-texters. Yeah, so look for that one coming to a town near you. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime
7: at freetalklive.com. Hey, this is Mandrake. And this is Jay. And we're getting ready for Porkfest 2012. Porkfest is the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening June eighteenth to the twenty fourth at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. And this year's Pork Fest will be the best yet. Why is that, Mantrick? Because of all the great speakers that'll be there, or maybe the family fun events. Perhaps you're excited about Flaming Freedom's big gay dance party. Actually, I had no idea any of that goes on. You had no idea because you and I spend all our time running the George's famous baklava food stand. And that's why I'm so excited. Every year we get to meet so many great people who stop by for food and jokes. Some of which are a little dirty. Yeah, about the dirty jokes. We should. Try not to offend so many people this year.
5: It was one person, and I thought her wooden leg was for
7: the pirate party. Oh, and don't forget all those times you walked away for five minutes only to return two hours later. I kept getting mauled by all my fans. You fell asleep on a picnic table. Oh, right. Hey, you want to wrap this up? Go to Porkfest.com and register today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com.